We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience Week 2. Spread picks, game previews, totals, free money teasers. We got it all for you. I do want to let everyone know that if you out there want to get into a draw for 20 DK dollars, two ways to do so. One, smash the like button for this episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. Tell me who you are using in Survivor for week two. There's also Survivor picks at the end. We're all still alive after one week. It's the first time in three years that's actually happened. Way number two to get in the draw for 20 DK dollars. All you audio listeners out there, and I mean, even if you're just a video watcher, go subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience if you want to get into this draw. Download the episode, leave a five-star review, DraftKings handle, something nice about the show, and boom, you're in the draw for 20 DK bucks. Winners announced live Monday mornings, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time on the DraftKings YouTube channel and the pat mayo experience audio podcast jeff feinberg is in studio with me did you know we are in a race to get to 15 million downloads for the year i heard about it oh you listened to the golf show did you some of it all right yeah so we're trying to go for a double double as i like to call it 15 million audio downloads 10 million video views but what that's, pe- what, that's what they call it. Is that like an official? That, that's what I'm calling it, at least at this point. So if people are out there and you see like a challenge show that pops up, a UFC show, a golf show, you don't need to listen to them. I don't really care about that. But download them anyway, then delete them. So I get credit for that download, Jeff. I need your help with this because I know you're the type of person that would see it come up and not download it if you didn't want to listen. Oh, obviously, <laughs> but in the purposes of helping the brand, I will download. 15 but people don't download things they don't. I do. I, I like, said, unless you're subscribing. Yeah, I, yeah well, that's why people should, should subscribe to the show. You leave your Wi-Fi on, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's going. Uh, introduce the third member of the show, The Coin. 
Worst week in coin history, week one. It didn't have enough games to watch heading into the season, so it didn't know what to do. So hopefully a rebound week from the coin. Uh, they wish me a rebound week. Yeah, wish rebound week for everyone besides myself, apparently. We'll get to the records here in a second. <laughs> Don't, uh, please. Paul Shaughnessy on the ones and twos behind the camera, the fourth member of the team. I probably should preface this by saying we record this on a Tuesday evening, so some stuff can go out of date pretty quickly. Hopefully not. Not so bad last week for the amount of stuff that did go out of date, but if you're wondering why we're talking about some guy who's like out for the year, it's because all of a sudden he is, you know, we, we recorded before it happened, all right? Just so people know. All right. Here's what you do. The fifth member of the team, he's out there. He's all fired up. His name coming off a pretty good week, Tim Andacust. Tim Andacust. That's not my name. Heard it was. No, you heard lies. Are you coming off a pretty good week? No, not really. Did hit my super lock and did stay alive in Survivor for the first time since my perfect season. So it wasn't a complete write-off and... I got both Monday night games right, but it was a bad week. Well, I mean, you came into last week saying you were riding a heater before the season started. Are you now actually riding a heater because you got two games right in a row? If you compare them to the picks I've made this so far, yes. Uh, so whose record should I reveal first here, Jeff? I, I, I'll reveal. I want you to know that in every day, day there was a game during the week one of the NFL, I won one game a day. That's pretty good. One, one per day. That's, yeah. that's a solid, at least you're consistent. Except when you factor in that Sunday, there are about 13 of them. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. <laughs> this you, was like, I went three and 13, and that's like making a nine on a par three. Because maybe you could get away with a three on one of those weeks where like five teams are on by. Six teams on by. So you, this or, isn't the CFL, Jeff. <laughs> but there were just too many, too many shots missed. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm happy after losing last season. I'm glad you all decided to spot me some games here because you know I'm going to need them. There's, I didn't have one, one point last season where I had two good weeks in a row. I was 10-6. and six, I lost both Monday night games. I thought I was going to get a hot 12-4 and four to start, but alas, that was not the case. 10-6 for me, 3-13 and 13 for Jeff, 3-13 and 13 for the coin. And Tim, you are a mighty 4-12. and 12. You really did have to get hot on Monday night. I did. Uh, it was a, bad, uh, a bad start. I feel like Dustin at Pebble Beach when he took an eight on two and threw the whole tournament away. I don't know whether I can come back from this kind of a deficit. Uh, Tim, you're, you're, you're back by the, six games. What is a realistic goal week to be at 500 for Ooh. both of us? Like week the end six. of the month? Week six. It's one hot week and all of a sudden you're 500 again. Yeah, no, but I mean, if uh, I was this ice cold. It's one hot week, week before the buys kick in. This is like de- a devastating amount of games. It's a big, big <laughs> minus EV week. Like I said, it's, it's, you know, I didn't make an eight on a par five. Like I made a snowman on a par three. Like that's hard to find a recovery. It's like starting your round with an X. Like good luck to breaking a hundred at that point. Like you've got to put together a pretty good round to have something even somewhat respectable. Well, if they're still watching, I battled back last year to, to challenge the coin. I know. You so I in. did this early last year too, but I'm real... You, you and I snuck through with I'm Seattle. I'm real sour about this. Yeah, well, you and I snuck through with Seattle as our, uh, as our survivor. They won by I'm one. I'm very lucky. T- Tim's team, the Chargers, went to OT, so that was getting kind of close. Uh, Tim and I both hit our super locks. Jeff, you were 0-1 because Tampa, the curse. I can't believe you used the curse Tampa Bay Buccaneers as your super okay. lock. We MVP could start James there. That is, good. I am... In my, I'm way too heavily invested in both him and Evans in a lot of my bigger leagues. So I am just eating it. 
eating. I don't regret that pick. I think they play that game 10 times. Tampa wins seven of them. How? He is, uh, you know what? There's no nice thing for me to say. The the nice thing to say fantasy-wise, at least about James, is that he has three really horrendous games a year. Maybe that was just one of them. And now yeah, he can't I mean, get I'm not, not going to overreact. No, of course not. No, it, I agree. It's week one. It's not a time to overreact, but um, that was as bad as it gets. And I've got to say, anything that Tim put on a pedestal was horrendous to start the year. <laughs> Every single thing. Really There's only the one thing. Well, okay, no. I was going to say. The Chargers didn't play horrendously. Oh, they had a whole lot of Question. Question before you get into this. Uh, did the Chargers have a run defense or not? We're going to get into that at the game because I've got it in my notes. But I just want to stress that um, they obviously have things to clean up. <laughs> it wasn't a horrendous day because there were a lot of positives that I was able to take from everything that happened. But as it pertains to Tim and all his like bold proclamations for the year, everything got all, like literally crash bottomed. And don't worry about the Chargers; they're just like te- like it's just going to happen uglier, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah, it's going to be more devastating because yeah, he was it, they were the Super yeah, Bowl pick. No, exactly. It's just going to something's going to happen that's way more soul crushing than that's already happened. That will be greater than say um, what he's done to the Bears. Or what he did to the Bucks, the Bucks, or, the or Antonio Brown, or his own Jets. Um, yeah. So yeah, don't worry. The curse will. The Chargers are not free of a curse at all, just because they won a game. Uh, Tim, we bullied you into putting the Chargers on your free money teaser last week, and it's a good thing we did because it was a win <laughs> for you on that one. I mean, you yeah. lost. You lost the first three legs of it, but you know, pretty good. Uh, yeah. I mean, what do I say? Remember when we I- told you don't. Tease up the Jags against the Chiefs because the Chiefs could just win by a million? Well, what happened? Honestly, I only missed the teaser by three points. I actually don't really regret it. I mean, I think that that was still a pretty smart play. I barely <laughs> they, missed they, it. They scored a garbage time touchdown to get within three I mean, points listen, of the teaser. It was 10 to 7, and their quarterback never took a snap. Yeah, like that just is uh, unfortunate. But I agree with you. You do not, it is very dangerous, even in a teaser, to pick on those teams because if, well, if you I'll are just, wrong, Let's just say okay. I may be going to that well again. Oh, good God. All right, well, let's get into the game. <laughs> he loves the Raiders. He loves the Raiders. <laughs> he loves them. <laughs> he's, he's playing in the dirt outside the stadium with Atlantis set after he tweeted it out. Tampa Bay <laughs> at Carolina is the Thursday night game. Carolina favored by six and a half at home. 49 and a half is the game total. As we see it right now, both teams 0-1. This is a division game. We talked about Jameis coming off a truly horrendous week. This is a tough spot because I don't think Tampa's actually as bad as they kind of showed in week one. I do expect a bit of a rebound. Their defense actually looked a lot, little bit better. Either their defense looked good or Jimmy G sucks, one of the two. But I couldn't make heads or tails from Carolina and what they were up to. They didn't really start doing anything until they were down by a whole bunch. They couldn't stop the Rams the entire day. Cam didn't look right, not throwing-wise, but he wasn't running as often as I was hoping. It was basically McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and that was it for their offense. I'm prone to take the six and a half at home, but I'm willing to hear other options here. Do you see this game a little bit clearer, Jeff? I want to take the six and a half, but you were right. A lot of people alluded to it. I just assume that... Time would heal things. He is not healthy. He makes no effort to run. And that's, I'm talking about Cam Newton. I saw it blatantly. And that was my biggest bet of week one. And I was lucky to get a push on it. 
because I got in on it early, as I mentioned, got the three points. Uh, Carolina looks so sloppy. But it they still been, put up points. Yeah. I just don't think he's healthy right now, so I, I'm going <laughs> to... I do think they, they, they get this thing, but I can't bet it, per se. So give me Carolina at home on the short week to cover the number. If I thought Cam Newton was healthy, I would probably want to bet it, but I, I, I don't. So, Tim, this is uh, tough for you because it has Tampa, your favorite team in football, who you think is power rank number one, and your favorite fantasy player, Christian McCaffrey, on both sides. The coin is taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are you taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I am. And, yeah, it's annoying every time the Panthers don't play on Sunday afternoons because he every DFS lineup I ever make, Christian McCaffrey, is central. And, again, last week he should have been central again. He's, he's the best player in fantasy, bar none, in the PPR format. He, he's number one, and then there's a gap. That's how good he is. and it, But now let's look at the game. I, I think Carolina had to play a more physical game than Tampa did uh, uh, just a few days ago. Tampa and San Francisco game was just a bunch of stupidity from two teams that were very sloppy and, and did not look well prepared. Uh, the Panthers did a, a decent enough job against a, a pretty good Rams team, but they, they just didn't hold up. And, of course, they turned the ball over early, and they, they sort of got themselves out of what they wanted to do. I'm not, you know, I picked Tampa to win the division at the start of the year. It's week one, uh, just, week one's just passed. I'm not going to make bold predictions of changing my opinions. I'm going to stick with what I thought. I would, would have liked t- Tampa in this game six days ago. I'm going to like them now. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the points in the Buccaneers. Can we be concerned? Cause I agreed with a lot of Tim's sentiment for um, coach quarterback. A lot of things that can happen and granted it is a week. But it is very feasible that even um, the great Bruce Arians cannot fix this guy. He's just going to be inconsistent. Like he might come out and throw five touchdowns in this game. So the, I think the, yes, but the also key- his best weapon was sick and did not play at a hundred percent on oh, Sunday. So, so that's your excuse. Now. Well, no, that that did kill me, but, and you couldn't not start him or bench him in formats once you read that he was playing. The biggest thing in this game is, can Tampa Bay's offensive line hold up to the pass rush the Carolina's going to bring? Because they could not against the 49ers. And I guess the two big things on the defense for Carolina is going to be, we know that their back end isn't great, but they weren't completely exploited against the Rams, which I found surprising because the Rams were just able to run the ball down their throats the entire time, but Tampa Bay can't run the ball. So Ronald Jones looked perfectly fine. Thank you kindly. Not really. He didn't. He did. He he didn't. He had what, what one somewhat large run and that accounted for basically all the rushing yards for the day. All right, he's the worst player ever. You should cut him. Okay. You should. Well, you shouldn't own him to begin with. So I don't know how you'd be cutting him. Do you own Ronald Jones? I think I do in at least one league. Well, Ronald Jones is available in our keeper league. It's shocking that you don't have him if he's so fucking good, Tim. Yeah, I could use him. I think I'm going to have a tough week this week. So tough, tough. Jameis, but if the pass rush can get to Jameis, it disrupts the entire thing. Maybe everyone is going to be a little bit healthier in this spot, but. I do worry that Godwin gets downfield. I do worry that Evans gets downfield. And I kind of like Cameron Braid's first touchdown in this game because Cameron Braid had two Absolutely. touchdowns taken off the board due to holding yep. penalties. I, on the I would drive. like to see Tampa keep it close, but I'm going to go Carolina. I'll take the home team less than a touchdown. I just was not impressed. And I can't, like I said, I can't tell if the Tampa defense is like better than it was or the 49ers are just abysmal on offense. Well, there's a lot of that as we try to figure out what is going to happen week two. I think I saw yesterday that Jameis is like the fastest quarterback ever to 100 turnovers. Really? Josh Allen is hot on his heels. He might get, he might get there. Especially when they go 16-0. and 0. 
<laughs> the Circle bills. the wagons. The bills. All right, let's get to Sunday. Arizona screwed me, cost me a shit ton of cash, Jeffrey. On Sunday, I was yeah. not too impressed with that. They're at Baltimore. Baltimore is favored by fifth or 13 and a half points. The over-under is 47 here. What's more realistic, Tim, that Baltimore's offense looks as good as it did on Sunday against Miami, or Kyler Murray is able to go into Baltimore against that defense and look like he did in the fourth quarter against Detroit? I think the latter, if I had to choose, because Baltimore played so much better than I think that I think that's as good as they could possibly play. I should do, take a double take with this line because I, I think this line is, is just way too high. Uh, Arizona, you know, once they sort of got their sea legs under them in the second half, played fine. I mean, it helped that really it was Detroit that cost you money, this, not Arizona. Detroit gave that away and then didn't play to win in overtime at all. Like your anger should be completely focused on the Lions. But Arizona, you know, was there to, to take advantage. And it did seem like Murray got more comfortable as the game went on and played fine. I 13 and a half is just way, 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 way too many points at this stage in the game. I mean, I would pick the Ravens to win, sure. But I like get a minus 13 and a half. This is a, a, a game that a lot of people are going to take as a suicide pick. And I, I, I'm not going there. I'm going to take the Cardinals and the points. I am with him. So uh, is the coin. He, it is way too many points to me. I would have this thing closer to 10. Yeah. I thought, like, I don't really cross. I mean, once I get over 10, I don't really cross any key numbers getting to 13 and a half, but I, I really do like Arizona. My big concern here, um, for me, you know, historically, the numbers are not kind of teams that play overtime the following week and also having to travel. They played a full five quarters, well, like 10 minutes, but. And they're going from, I guess, is, are, is is Phoenix currently in mountain time or West Coast time? It's daylight, but they don't leave. So mountain standard time is Pacific. Yeah. They don't have daylight savings time. No, yeah, they just, don't. So, so they, they, it's, I mean, so it's another hour that yeah. go into the East Coast. Um, the thing with Baltimore is. Can I, I'll, I'll just throw this out here. Baltimore beats up on bad teams and kicks the absolute historically, shit out of them. And also. In a month from now, if three other teams do this to Miami or come close to it, we might like laugh at what happened in week one. Like it yeah. might not feel nearly as special. And we all know, even watching, it's like Miami and even talking we, about Miami. No, we, we, we all we, picked Miami. Yes, in week one. we all liked Miami. Um, but uh, you know, it wasn't a bettable thing. But I thought I did note note that my concern is that the. Um, that locker room talk of if you get rid of Tunsil, we revolt. Like, that was a a concern. But, whew, uh, give me Arizona. It's too many points. To me, Baltimore hasn't answered questions for me yet. No, they haven't an- answered any questions for me yet. But I'm kind of going to be like Tim here and go into my preconceived notion heading into the season that Arizona is not good. Uh, even, like, and you're right. It's the Lions I should blame. It's Matt Patricia's game plan that I should blame. A, they had the game sealed and then called a timeout Incredible. before the play, which is just mind-boggling and you know, I've, like, I've, mind-boggling. I, I've done that when i was 14 or, reaching over to my buddy's like xbox controller and hit the timeout button because i was out of them yeah. and i needed one is that the better move or is it like when you used to play blitz like looking at the guy's screen to see what plays he was picking oh yeah sure 
Uh, and speaking of Baltimore, Tim, you, you nailed it on the head. Lamar Jackson had actually had a blitz play for a touchdown in that game he against did. Miami. He just and back that, he backpedaled for 25 yards and threw it to Boykin in the end zone. It was wide open. It, like, and I've said before that it could very well be that Lamar Jackson is the best of these sophomore quarterbacks. And I think we're seeing here's the here's the other part. Here's the other part of it. it. I listen, I'm excited for him. I think he was miss. I greatly respect Warren Sharp and Warren's been, you know, before the week was long on he'll be fine and they'll be fine. Yeah. And that team is fine. And he's going to be a good quarterback. That being said, there is a blueprint and the dolphins can't execute it. Well, this offense is also completely different than the offense. Like this offense is now built for him. They had the right pieces in place. It's that he inherited Flacco's offense, and they basically had to Flacco skill position tight ends that go eight yards and run a button. They basically had to cobble together Navy's offense last year. It worked, and it worked until it didn't work. So I'm just curious to see against a real defense. I just don't think this is a real defense. Arizona loaded up the box with eight guys last week and said, I dare you to pass Matt Stafford. And what did Matt Patricia do? He's like, you know what we should do? <laughs> Run up the middle for three yards every time. Well, I don't think Matt Patricia has any. I got to watch the, well, no, because the overtime ran late. So I was kind of preoccupied. So I didn't really see it all uh, unfold. But it was incredibly slot. Like, it was very unappealing. Three were up by 18. And I was watching four. for you. Like, yeah. no, I was cheering, like, because I knew what you had, and the day yeah. was over. The Chargers just had a walk-off. I was feeling good. And, yeah, that was that was embarrassing. That, that's a loss for, for the Lions. Yeah, it has to be. Well, it's, they've given away a win. A win yeah. that was they, – they had to be, I would get. I didn't look at the win probability, but they must have been a 99-point favorite to win at some point in that. In the yeah, court. if you're holding a Lions over ticket, but you're ta- you're going to take Baltimore. Yeah, I'm taking Baltimore. Minus Just based on the I Arizona's think Arizona's bad, bad and Baltimore, Baltimore crushes bad teams. Good, we need to get one back on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're al- we're already like in the week sixteen strategy yeah. of of swerving your pick. Uh, Buffalo at the Giants. This opened at three. It got bet down to two and a half, and now it's one and a half. The we got a home dog situation. The Giants are underdogs by one and a half points at home. Uh, they did not look great, uh, and Sterling Shepard may not play in this game either due to concussion issues. Golden Tate obviously still suspended, but I just look at, I think Buffalo has a better defense than Dallas does, and maybe they won't be able just to attack the quarterback as much in week one as in week two, but I think they're just going to pester Eli to the point. Like, we might get another Daniel Jones signing here. The problem is, can the Bills run away with the game and score enough points? That's always the issue if you're now asking them to actually cover a number instead of just be close and try to pull it out at the end. But I like Buffalo here. I think their defense is at least top five. It could be the best defense in football. This thing opened opened high. Or, it, it opened like, at three. Now yeah, and I was like, whoa, I will take the – now – and I think the Charger game will get down here also, which opened at three, and I think we'll slowly sort of do what the Carolina Ram game did last week, kind of maybe like the one we're talking about right now. Uh, so give me Buffalo. At three, I, I really like the Giants, but I'm with you. I think in the end, um, the Giants are just really bad, and the Bills will make a game-changing play. Um, Josh Allen turned the ball over four times, and they still won. And they almost gained 400 yards of offense. Like, the offense looked really good until, until he turned the ball over. And yeah, then they would just get the ball back. And, 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 then, and then, they, then they weren't his fault. But, like, they moved the ball down the field, then they turned it over. They'd move the ball down the field, then they'd turn it over. Yep. The moment yeah, they stopped turning it over, they put up and points. And I, I think 
I actually almost will give a full point of, of value to this. And, and a model maker odds guy might tell you, Feinberg, you are the insane person of this panel, not Tim, to say what No I'm, one would ever say to that. To say what I'm about to say. I think it's worth a full freaking point that they get to go into the exact same hotel, dressing Agreed. room, everything they were in last week to play the Giants this week. Everything. Agreed. I think that's worth a point. I swear to freaking God. I don't even know if I just put a New York accent on it too, but I swear that's valuable to me. I'm a I'm a psychology minor that that didn't <laughs> trust me didn't earn it, but I got it, and that is where my amateur psychology degree is telling me. Your amateur psychology minor, my, yeah, yeah, uh, is telling me that that's worth it. And give me the bills, two I, and zero. Oh. Let's circle these wagons. Yeah, let's go Buffalo. I think we might be a bit too high on Buffalo here. No, that, that's never that, a good thing. But that was the three when it opened at three. It's like, oh my god, people think the Bills are like some hero team. And I know I could just be overreacting to a point and a half, but um, yeah, one and a half points. I think the Bills are the better team. I think Eli. I just think Eli puts it on the carpet or something. Yeah, there's just going to be something. so much. There's going to be so much pressure on him. They're going to be down his throat the entire time, and at all three levels of their defense, they're really, really. They good. are really good, and they are really well coached. It is a again. We spoke about it in every off season primer show we did, and even in the preview for last week's game, they took the complete opposite approach of free agency than the Jets. They built that team. They just depth bodies, depth that that they trusted for their them and their system. Not a single diva, and it's funny because they tried to get Antonio Brown. Well, that is that. Yeah, that is. I mean, the magic and all and all of that. But like, think about how much like Randall Cobb killed the Giants last week, just extending a lot of plays, extending drives. Like Cole Beasley's going to do that to him. John Brown has a real rapport with Josh Allen. Like Tim, you, I, I assume you watch every play of that game since they were playing the Jets. Like. It's hard to just. I assume you're taking the bills here as well because the coin is taking yeah, the Giants. The bills are on like a super seven list. That's for sure. I don't have a whole lot to add uh, other than I think the bills are significantly better than the Giants. I think there's value on the bills. Well, here's but, here to put air more air in the bills tires because it takes them. away from no, what no, the Jets the ba- accomplished. I mean, the Bengals are the week after for the bills. Like the, ba- oh, the okay, Bills. Let's, have uh, let's, right. pump, pump, the hey! let's pump the brakes here. We, you don't need. You do not. You do not. Shut up, too. Tim. You don't need Bills Mafia coming to your house to slit your throat. That's I, all I'm telling I mean, you. them winning that game. You were talking about the live math on Arizona. The no, live- no, no, no. Uh, uh, you know what, Paul? Are you going to chime in and tell the story, please? Oh, I don't know. I I don't know what story you're talking about. You I was, I was just going to tell. I was just going to tell Tim to fuck off and leave my bills alone. No, I, I was, he's going to say about the live odds on Arizona. Remember when I was talking about the live odds on Buffalo? Yeah, they were plus 675 in the third quarter. They were starting that one drive, yeah. and we we're like, that's where the value is. That's where you should do it. And we, we didn't do it. And then we didn't do it. And, and even, uh, again, I'll, I'll name drop him every time but because uh, he's a genius. But Warren Sharp pointed out, like, historically, the four turnovers to zero, like, all the metrics w- – I think that game's been won one time in the history or in like and modern really five times. turnovers. Cause that safety is a turnover for all intents and purposes. You're, you're not wrong. Well, here's the thing then. Are we overrating the bills defense or is safe space? Sam worse than Eli. Is he no, like the worst, no, is he the worst no, quarterback no, no. in the NFL? I think that's the I, real question. <laughs> bill's defense was, was top notch and very impressive. And uh, they are going to wreak havoc in the AFC defensively. They're a team to be not to be trifled with. I liked how Singletary looked on the ground. That's the one thing that they weren't really doing in the first half. They just decided not to run the ball. 
Yep. Uh, and as soon as they started doing it and say, not the Singletary well, had a bunch, like Gore looked horrible. But well, once Mosley got hurt, that changed the whole complexion of their offensive approach. Maybe. I mean, it could have just been halftime. They came out with a new game plan, but it's not like when Mosley was in, the, he had the pick six, which again, wasn't Josh Allen. He made Allen. Some great tackles. Mosley played great. He played all right, but it's not like the Bills weren't moving the ball when he was in the game. No, they weren't scoring. And then he left and they did score. And they managed to that, that comeback without getting a single turnover of their own, which, you know what? We, we, I don't want to talk about that anymore. It makes me feel sad. Uh, the Bills are the way to play the game. Uh, I think they're going to win. I couldn't even imagine that it happened. I mean, just for, for personally, when, sometimes when those 4 o'clock games are ending and the Chargers go off at 4.05, it is more important for me to stay on my own personal schedule than to see the end of other people's games. So I'm just getting myself on schedule, and I come back in and – you lost the freaking game. Yeah, thanks. I know. I was sick. I'm still sick. It still makes me feel sick physically inside. I've been thinking about it nonstop for the last two days. Like, I can't stop thinking about it. Just we're setting a game on fire that should have been ours. Well, I told and, you, jo- Josh Allen better than Sam Darnold. It's very clear. I think, I, 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 I think, I think week one proved throw. that. The throw he made to win the game was a fantastic throw. Uh, Josh Allen's the real deal, too. I had, I had nothing bad to say. I got nothing bad to say about the Bills at all. Uh, they're a darn good team. You didn't need to say two along with that. One of them's good. One of them might be the worst quarterback in the history of football. Well, he didn't throw multiple pick sixes and, uh, you know, destroy his credibility this week, at least. Um, we'll save that for another time. Let's move on. Question from the audience, <laughs> sir? Are we, are we going to just dance around? The, like, what happened when Sam Darnold was trying to throw a Hail Mary at the end of the game? He had to check down, like, six yards? Like, what was that, Tim? Like, that, I you can't feel good. If your team's going to be were... coming from behind, you're going to have to, you're going to feel like, like, you have, you have no chance. I, I knew it was, like, 70 out. yards to the end zone, but he threw it six yards to, like, Jamison Crowder, who was going to throw, who was going to uh, um, Music City Miracle the thing back. Like, you, you should be really, really concerned about that. It was that. a design hook and lateral. I'm listening. Gase called a really bad game, uh, so why should we be surprised that in his last play call he called a bad one? That guy's on thin ice. But let's move on. Oh, he's on thin ice. He, he's already his job security. Is oh. it you're already on watched him? Yeah, but he doesn't want to overreact to Tampa being bad. No, he don't want to overreact to anything. <laughs> How about they get destroyed by the Browns on Monday night? Are you gonna have the fire Gase going? He will, guaranteed. If they got destroyed on Monday, he will be demanding. <laughs> The Johnsons make a move. I, I would expect Gase to just tender his resignation. <laughs> like John Bolton? Yes. Uh, Dallas at Washington. Washington, the, the kings of week one, Jeff. They jumped out to the big lead. Had some guy coming at me. Like, no, you said Washington was going to be the worst team in football. That's how Twitter people sound to yeah. me, at least. They all sound like they're a bit I, mean, slow. I said that. I admit I said that. I said they'd be the worst team of football. Yeah, but the, he, he sent that to me like after the first quarter when they were up 17-0. Uh, he deleted the tweet uh, after the third quarter. Sometimes so that I happens. couldn't even respond to him. So you might want to you know, see till the end of the game before you start tweeting out your hot takes. But then they came back. I had them to cover. What did they do? Trey Quinn, what a hero. Garbage time touchdown. Exactly how I hoped the game would end up going. It was too many points for a divisional foe. Yeah. Um, and now we, had, we get it again. It's four and a half. Another uh, wa- example of me being on the wrong side of everything last week. Yeah, Wash- me too. Me wa- too. <laughs> everything that turned in the last two minutes. Washington plus four and a half at home. 46 and a half is the over under here. No Darius Geis. Don Geis already out, Tim. That, that's not good news. He's up a couple weeks. But okay. It's going to be an AP week. You think it is going to be an AP week. The people need to I know I actually this. do. 
I do actually think it's going to be an AP week. I, th- I think he's rested. He has like got a chip on his shoulder now. If there was ever a game to play him, this is it. Uh, Dallas has got a, a lovely defense, but Barkley was able to take advantage. Now, of course, Barkley is you know, one of the best running backs in the game, and Adrian Peterson is, is quite old. But my point stands that I, I think Washington will be able to move the ball somewhat on him. Uh, and I like the skins to cover the number. Coin likes Dallas. Tim likes Washington. I'm kind of torn here. Like, I guess this depends on how good you think Dallas is. Because was Dallas a bit smoke and mirrors unleashing this new playbook? Dak looks absolutely fantastic. They're actually rolling him out for the first time in three years, utilizing his skill set to the maximum way possible, at least for a benefit of Dallas. But it was against the Giants. I think the Skins might actually be better than the Giants. I don't know, but like... It's almost yeah, like they, the hung, with, with, they it, hung with Philadelphia the whole game in Philadelphia. Until they That's, gave up like 30 straight points. But you know what? They still managed to score a bunch of points, and they they hung around with a divisional opponent. Uh, Philly and Dallas are equivalent. I think Philly's slightly better than Dallas. Washington's at home. I just think it's an it's a spot for uh, for a home dog here. It could, very well could be. Like I, I'm kind of wishy-washy on it, but I'm going to take Dallas in this spot. I just think that they're better. I think they're one of the better – it could be a top five team in the NFL right now in the way that they play. Like when we talk about how Washington got the points, like it took a Vernon Davis leap over a guy and then three people like legitimately miss him on the sidelines and he runs it in for 50. Oh yards. yeah, I know. I got lots of, lots of people saying you said VD was done. This is a, and there uh... were just big plays. And I think that Philly, because of their back end secondary being God awful is far more susceptible to really giant plays, which the skins need more so than Dallas's. This is an interesting one because obviously when the Cowboys do what they do, the machine starts to turn and Cowboy fan like lets us know how amazing they are and doesn't acknowledge who they played. So Monday morning, they were a very hyped team. The spread opened high. People bet Dallas, but the spread moved the other way. Do we know people bet Dallas? Yeah. Everybody always bets Dallas, especially that's not, when they're... That, that's actually... Uh, the morning that's after, the Dallas looked freaking amazing. So I, I'm going to say this is some early reverse line movement. I don't know. This is a plugger nose. I don't want to bet this. I'll take Washington, but I do very much agree with you, Pat. Uh, we could be on the... We could be seeing Dallas being as good as some of the signs point and things that could carry over to when they yeah, play, they play the better teams. So like Jones. No, I'm saying, but they yeah. do things that can carry over for when they um, play better teams. And it was talked about all, all off season. The early season schedule is easy. That was sort of like Jerry's radio tour was like, I don't know. We could be five and one or not, not five. And one. He's week. like, yeah, we can like get off to a hot start and Zeke can come back, you know, mid uh, a quarter in halfway in and he'll be fresh for, for when we really need him. But Jerry pretty much said verbatim, I trust the team I've built to get us going and uh, we'll go from there. And now Zeke's here. So they could be as good as everyone thinks, but like four Washington's half, home opener. I'll take it. Four and a half doesn't seem like a lot to cover here. Like 20 to 14. Dallas, like that's a cover. That's not a, again, yeah. So I'm going to take Dallas uh, minus four and a half. Me and the coin will both be taking Dallas. Just Jones gets healthier on defense. He'll play more snaps. Zeke will play the entire game because it won't be such a gigantic blowout, and Zeke will look good again. And I don't, there's just a lot of weapons on this offense. I kind of I like maybe I know there, we kind of made a joke of it that like Kellen Moore taking over. Like oh, Kellen Moore like 
who cares about Kellen Moore, but maybe just the almost sort of like the Jacksonville situation going from Blake Bortles to anyone is such a huge upgrade that maybe that was just the case in Dallas. No, I think it's, I mean, out of the gate, the results are showing, but I think it shows a lot of progress from the Cowboys and Jones just to make that higher and sort of see where the game is going, see the teams that are having those great successes um, from a play calling perspective. Um, the Eagles, the, the Chiefs. The Eagles went for it fourth and one yeah. from like the early. Road when they needed those first points. Right? I think it. you got to just, yeah, but early they went for when they were getting shut out. I thought they should have just taken um, some points. The Bears, you know, what Matt Nagy did last year, going back to my earlier point. So, very, you know, um, I wouldn't say ahead of the curve, but they are not sleeping on the trends and their skill sets. And it seems like a perfect marriage. Matt, uh, Sorry, Kellen Moore from, you know, Boise, and they know how to call interesting plays. And I'm sure he has that Chris Peterson's ear. Mm -hmm. So let's go to Indianapolis and Tennessee. Tennessee's favored by three. 45 is the game total here. This feels like a potential Derrick Henry monster game. After seeing how badly like Eckler slashed through the Colts' run defense, like there was no run defense in that game whatsoever on either side of the ball. That this sets up really well for Derrick Henry. Um, unfortunately, the Colts may not accumulate almost 200 yards and penalties. That could throw a real wrench into what Mariota San is up to. So I like Indy to cover the three. This feels like Tennessee wins by three. This ends up being a push, but. I still trust the infrastructure a little bit more with Indianapolis. I didn't think they looked bad last week. They didn't look great, but they were able to get Mac going on the ground. Brissett didn't do anything like crazy. And when he had to come through, he did come through. And you, you're lucky Ebra didn't make that catch in the end zone. That could have been the difference. The touchdown that they just took off the board. Yeah, but the Colts defensive back made one of the plays of the year to also keep a touchdown off the board. Whatever. I, I will not. Do you know what I will not do is apologize for any break that my franchise gets in between the lines ever. Okay. Ever. I mean, he didn't catch it. it just ever. He should have caught it. We we are we and we deserve a hundred and fifty more of those this season. I don't know about that. You have a play. You have a punter who knows how to place kick. I can't freaking I, wait. We'll get to my game. This is the first game of the week that I'm considering betting. Um, not just making a pick here. And it would be on Indianapolis. The rosters is fantastic. I think there could be just be a lot of smoke up uh, Tennessee's arse right now. Like every time Tennessee got stalled, penalty. Obviously, Tim already alluded to the Baker picks, but they were down by a bunch in the fourth quarter. Yeah, no, Cleveland played a terribly undisciplined game. They took yeah. way too many penalties. Uh, and Indianapolis played fantastically against the team I picked to go – to the Super Bowl. This is in sh the shortlist for Super Lock. Uh, it's also going to be the first leg of a four-team uh, free money seven-point teaser. We're going to take Indianapolis up to 10 here. Indianapolis plus 10. I actually don't mind that a lot. I like that, Tim. I like that one, although not a lot of success after I, last week. I also don't forget, this does go against the overtime thing, too. This does. Uh, but I also do like uh, the Colts. Are we potentially underrating Tennessee? No, they are what they are. They will win their games 19 to 17. That one just got out of hand. If they win this one convincingly, then I can answer that question in the affirmative. But right now, I think it's too early to say. Like, I still don't understand what their offensive game plan is. Like, Mariota ended up throwing for like 245 yards, whatever it was. But one was like an 
AJ Brown like busted a tackle, went for a whole bunch of yards. The other one was a screen pass to Derrick Henry that he took for 75 yards. Like, no, it's fair. I mean, listen, Tennessee beat up on a bad team. That we didn't learn a whole lot about the Titans this this week, other than they were able to capitalize on uh, a sloppy and they have a uh, Thursday week three road game. Tennessee, yeah. Was it Tennessee at who? Jacksonville. That's a loss. It's a look ahead. That's I'm just sure. saying, but I, listen, I don't want I mean, it's too early to really get into it, but we've seen historically the teams that play on Thursday sometimes don't fare the best on Sunday. Both teams have played. On this Thursday. is a division game, though. Yes. So it's hard to overlook when you're playing. It's a Colts. division game. They're being told how great they are. And the fact that they might think they have the big leg up now because of uh, no quarterback. But I, as I agree with you, as we've spoken about it on the preview shows, I can't wax poetic about when no. the Chargers are healthy about what pro football focus thinks about my roster and then ignore it when it talks about how good the Colts roster Why? is. Why? Tim does that all the time. My point, no, the Colts roster is, fan, I mean, this is a secondary. Most of us hosting and watching couldn't name a guy in it. Um, I know Hooker made that great play, first round pick from, from Ohio State. Uh, they gave up 13 or 14 passing touchdowns last year. Like this, every single unit has extreme stability that uh, that most teams really don't have in half their units. Uh, and it really is unfortunate what happened with the quarterback. I do think for everything that happened there, they're lucky to have a guy like Brissett. Um, granted, you know, I don't know. He was he hit his targets, but I don't know. He didn't really make any. He's not big great, but plays. he's not bad at the same but time. But he also understands that Hilton is his best guy and to feed him the ball. Uh, which is encouraging to see. And plus, Frank Reich is a smart coach. Great uh, coach. I think they'll be fine. I think they win the game, and I think they cover the number. So all four of us, coin included. I will probably have this on a teaser, too. That's a, that's that, that, that's a, Titans beating two teams in a row by more than 10 points. Yeah, and like they get to 42 points, but they don't really do anything to get to 42 points, which maybe is scary that maybe that if they actually play really well on offense, then all of a sudden you know, they can put up even more points. You're just also banking on, I need to be consistent in my take that Mariota like, isn't a top. Like eighteen guy in this league, and no, Mariota isn't. Uh, he just took advantage. His team took advantage of it. You know, so the same way the Ravens took advantage of a bad Dolphins team, the Titans took advantage of a similarly bad team. Like it's going to happen. I'm glad. Uh, glad we didn't touch that game, the Browns, in that game last week because we all picked the Browns to win and to cover the five and a half. You know, like, that, yeah. e- even in our discussion was just like, yeah, week one is probably not the time to start like pounding the Browns, uh, especially against a team that's fundamentally sound like the Titans. That's a real stubborn move by me, but the excitement of the show and Tim's like anti Baker take <laughs> made me like raw, raw, the Browns when all off season, Tim pick the Browns when all off season, I liked uh, the other side in that stupid game. All right. Round of Colts against Tennessee, Jacksonville in Houston. This could be my super lock. Over under games, Deshaun Watson makes it through this season. Because if it's anything like last night, he's playing like four games before he might die on the field. Houston's favored by eight and a half at home. Tim, your new favorite player. Don't get tired from eating all them good plays. Minshew walk. He's coming for you. (laughs) Very efficient. Uh, You know, listen, you know, Washington State was a nothing franchise. He goes there, he plays well. They are a ranked team. Like he actually can play the he can play the game a little bit. Uh, you know, ten, uh, Houston just came off a short week in overtime, or not overtime, sorry, but it, it felt like overtime because the game went so long. But like a taxing physical 
vicious game against the the Saints. Uh, everything went wrong for Jacksonville last week. Everything under the sun. You name it, it went wrong, and they still only lost the game by 14 against one of the best teams in the NFL. Like when everything goes wrong and you only lose by 14 uh, against the best team, one of the best teams, like you can, you know, derive some positives from it. Uh, this line is crazy large. It's way too large. Uh, we're teasing this up. This is the second end. We're going to take this to 15 and a half. We get through a couple of key numbers that way. I don't think the Texans on the short week are going to win this game by over two touchdowns. I, I think that's asking a lot actually of the team. Uh, Watson's back is, is certainly still sore. I mean, anyone who's had back issues knows those things don't, don't go away uh, in two or three days. You could see him retching at it a couple of times last night, despite just playing marvelously and, and clearly being the best player on the field last night. I mean, we can put that, that question to rest. He, he's a fantastic player, but I expect the Jaguars to, you know, take advantage of what they have in the quarterback, make smart, efficient throws. I think Fournette has a big role in this game. It's going to shorten the clock. And I think it's going to be very difficult for the Texans to dominate. So I'm going to take the Jags. I'm going to take the Jags too. I think the Jags might win this game outright. Um, I don't Possibly. know. I don't necessarily know what the drop-off is between Foles to, to Minshew, but uh, he was accurate enough. I mean, coming from Mike Leach's system, of course he can like all those guys complete like 75% of their pass. He's not, they're not asking him to make incredibly difficult throws. I think DD should eat in this game as well. Just like we saw sure. basically everyone in the slot do uh, on, it was weird. Like watching the game, it never seemed, I don't understand how the saints ever didn't score going down the field. Cause every time they threw it, they seemed like they got 17 yards. Well, cause weird. the first half they were completely out of sorts. That's why. But even in the first half, it's like, oh, just throw it to Michael Thomas. For some reason, he's open by five yards every time. Yeah, but they got bogged down in the red zone. Breeze made a terrible mistake. They did not look crisp in the red zone. And then, you know, the the idiocy of the coaching staff for the Texans took over in the second half on the defensive side. It's funny that they, on the extra point, uh, they got the penalty, they got to redo it. They would have been better off missing it for their prospects. Yeah, the Saints, yeah, wouldn't have stormed down the field and tried to get the field goal. It's Bill O'Brien should have called a timeout again and then challenged. So the whole, oh yeah, Bill, Bill O'Brien, huh? Making solid decisions. So the, he, he's the worst coach in the league by no, so no, much. no. Matt Patricia is the worst coach in the league. No, see, Matt Patricia is not good at his job. Bill O'Brien is without a doubt the worst NFL coach in the league, and he it's just it's so many things. He sabotages that team in every way imaginable. I don't know he's what people wrong. see in him. Why he still has a job. Because they they keep winning every single year. That's why well, he gets lost a keep last night because of him. And no, because I, I, I understand that. But if they, he was going like six and ten two years in a row, he would be fired. But they just keep churning out winning records, so you got to keep the guy around. At least give you know, some credit to like Tennessee. Like even when they got to like a holding pattern, despite being okay, they ended up making a move and like hiring someone better. I mean, the Tennessee's never seemed to pick like top three because they'll win too many games. Yeah, they'll be nine and seven or seven yeah, and nine yeah. every single year. That's not. What you want, obviously. No, but you ask, you know, a fan of certain franchises and they might, you know, they take that. Now, you only take the nine and seven year if you're like 
abysmal for 10 straight years. Like, oh my God, we had it. Like when the Bills yes. made the playoffs, knowing that they Yo, were going to do and anything. And I, I agree. And in all, in all, in all sports, in all sports, it seems like everyone is seeming cluing in that winning three games is better for you than winning nine. Yeah. If but, nine doesn't get you the. You know. Yeah. If nine, it's sort of like the Orlando Magic this year. They made the playoffs after being terrible for five straight years. That's the fans can get excited sure. because we had I, a good year. I will say. In but like, if they end up being the seven seed next year, that's not good news for the no, franchise. No. But I, I do acknowledge in sports like hockey and basketball, in my opinion, on the weaker sides of the brackets, like what we consider maybe the Easts in both, making the playoffs in teams that allow over 50% of the teams into the playoffs doesn't mean you're doing anything right either. No, I, it's it's far more detrimental in basketball than hockey because if you make the playoffs in hockey, you could win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, you saw it this year. Yeah, I know. Hockey is nuts. Yeah, you see it all the time. Although the first round in the NBA has gotten far more entertaining. It's not, you know... Anyway, we'll move on. The entire world is is talking exactly how you guys are, are talking. Are they? I, I like. Yes. I, I Everyone, never try to read anything okay, before we. I do just want to make one point about this game, and it was the one thing I said to to um, Paul today. Never in our lives do we get this game in this situation, and the team with the quarterback who wasn't like the rookie who wasn't highly touted who's being thrown in, and the line moves in favor of him. Yeah. Well, it I mean, always goes the other way. I think, like I said, short week, injured quarterback. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Hey. If you just want to look at devastating loss uh, in a game they really – they didn't obviously need to beat the Saints to, to impact no, their they, playoff they, hopes, they, but it's a game they had. Yes. No, they are – every team – They let them off the hook. Yeah. No, their entire season is on those division games. And this being one of them. Yes. But like uh, Jacksonville's I, defense would have played, I think, a lot better against even a banged up Mahomes, although they were down Tyreek Hill. A, like, why did why is Miles Jack assaulting a referee? Yep. Probably not a good idea. Not a good thing. Is he going to play this week? I believe so. I read that there are no disciplinary anything. Uh, and, I, uh, oh yeah. By the way, uh, I this came oh, back geez. for me late. It's got some Tourette's or something. I, the, the only bet that I made on the Monday night games, despite having like Denver to close out like a teaser, which ultimately failed. Uh, Season through the number, not smart at all. But I bet the over in sacks, uh, Saints and Texans, because you add one guy to an offensive line who's pretty good, it doesn't necessarily mean your offensive line is good. Their offensive yeah. line still sucks. And Watson is under duress every single drop back. He got dropped six times against the Saints, and he could have been sacked another five times. Uh, yeah, He's just good at eluding the pressure. Yep. Uh, and I haven't said I'll say this enough, but I'll say this. <laughs> I'll take three and thirteen every week if it ends with me getting to meet my bookie the way I, I am. Because when all those chalk went, like not a chalk lost, all the everything seemed to hit. Uh, so despite the shitty record, it was quite uh, profitable. Anyhow, again, every time in my memory this situation, the line will go the other way against the team having to start the Menchu. There is this world fascination in football people of how spectacular he looked, and I'm not taking that away. He didn't, he didn't look spectacular no, by people any are like He so, just wasn't as horrible as I assumed he would Sure, be. and everyone is just so enamored with it. I'm going to say this thing tilts the other way. Going with Houston, minus eight and a half. It's a lot of points, man. A lot of and points. The Jags D is better than it looked against Kansas City and Mahomes. It has to be. That's one the worst thing gonna I'm going to do this week a lot, and I feel like I've done it one, two, three times in my opinion, every available scenario. If I think it's a good team that's 0-1, I'm taking them to get off the mat. That's a smart move. Carolina, uh, 
Indy, and now we're here, Houston. All right, well, how about this next one? The Los Angeles Chargers at the Detroit Lions. Two and a half. The Chargers are favored on the road. Game total is 48. Jeff, we always like to lead off with you whenever we're doing some Chargers radio. West Coast team coming east to play in an early game. We're that's fantastic not, at that. That's though. that's not well. I mean, you never play a home game, so that's. I mean, you're in yeah, London. No, but you're I'm in saying, London eighteen times. If a year you too. look at our, just, can you let me just do the free? Go <laughs> ahead. You know what? Show's yours. Go nuts. No, I'm just Go saying ahead. we're really good in the Lynn era. We've not had an issue. We're winning at like seventy percent of the clip headed east. The so only team we lose to is in New England. So we still say the game we went to and and the playoff game. Yeah, but I'm saying those are are the ones. And I'm talking maybe more of a ATS thing. You go back to the preview. I was just gonna ask. It's two and a half. Sure. It's going to get lower. I can't believe that on this show last week, I said that Matt Patricia was the worst coach in football. And then all of a sudden, I put Detroit on the back end of my giant parlay, and that's what ends up costing me those bucks on a nothing bet, too. That why am I, why would I go back to the Lions in this spot? Although, unless I know the world's going to be on the Chargers, but they're just better. Okay. I see what you're saying. This is kind of an easier, I can go to the window. With Philip and and I know you have your hate for Coach Lynn, but but I, I just enjoyed when you called him Octavia Spencer. Okay. I just want him to go back to oh, being that. I and that's fair. For for content is king, that would be maybe better uh than me claiming he's Denzel Washington. Well he does not look like Denzel Washington. <laughs> he looks like if Denzel Washington ate Denzel Washington. Okay. I need to just clear something up about him. And I know that um, I'm not a fan of some of these decisions that you were in person for that have kind of lingered. But with Gus Bradley and Wisenhunt, he truly is just the facilitator of the team. Scheming and all that stuff is not him. He is, he is the Jose Calderon of the coaching staff. He's just dishing it this way. You He's take this. He's more you take of this. what Herm Edwards is at Arizona State. Probably. Asleep behind his desk? No, like the seat. Like what Cito Gaston used to be as a manager. Oh, does that mean Anthony Lynn sits on the sidelines like this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm if, just saying. What you're going to do on the first pitch is you're going to swing hard. Okay. He, <laughs> uh, my point is he's a leader. I, you guys can break down the game. I just got to turn it into some quick Chargers radio. I was even going to have personal correspondence with you about this, but I figured I'll save it for the air. One thing, the overtime thing, this is two teams coming off overtime. So that's a sort of counter counteract. Uh, you asked a question in a joking manner that had a lot of seriousness in it when you asked. Um, you asked how many plays would it take for Denzel Perryman to get injured? And? He had a snap count of one on <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> and look what happened to the run defense. Can I admit something? They're, they're actually quite banged up. It's getting worse. They lost We've a lost a corner. Yeah. Uh, I saw Melvin Ingram go down. He ended up coming back. Fine, in the, yeah, he ended up coming back. But when we put Melvin and Joey on the, you can't stop it. You cannot stop it. Well, we, it, well, we we did it about five times, and every time we make something happen, and I think we got to get that up to about seven to eight times a game. Well, Just you, unleash it. Here's what I don't understand from the other side of the ball, and Tim, maybe you can help me with this one. I think I've brought it up on every show that I've done so far this week. The two running backs that ran into the most eight-man box of the week were Carrion Johnson and C.J. Anderson. So the Lions saw that all Arizona was doing was just stacking the box, and they have three rookies in their secondary, and they've been passing the ball pretty well. And what do they decide to do? Run straight up the gut for nothing every single time. How does that make any sense? 
I think your mistake is that you're looking for sense when no sense can be found. On my side of the things, I am I am so pleased to see the amount of first down running back passes we pulled off. That, that's not a big change, though. Like that's the the Chargers did that pretty well last year. But no, we're not just the, running for first down nothing anymore. We're like being using our strengths. Um, a couple things. Can the Chargers stop Detroit's running attack since they'll do it regardless of what happens? Whether they're up by 30, down by 30, they're running it up the gut. I I have my opinions. I don't think it was as bad as it was statistically. There were some... Every time they gave Marlon Mack the ball, he was running for like at least six yards. There were some key breakdowns that happened that we got to to fix. Um, Vinatieri kicked like a 2017 Charger. And I, that's part of me not apologize. I will not apologize. Ty Long. Do you know who this guy is? Yeah. He is the, who are the five best kickers of all time? Ty Long, Ty Long, <laughs> Ty Long, Ty Long, and Ty Long. Oh, my God. Because he kicks hot fire. And he punts. I've been saying, wondering why there can't be a guy like this. Because the CFL, there's guys that punt and kick. And this guy punted like a dream. Made all the kicks. I, this is what what a loser I am. That's what gets gets me off. Um, we do have issues. I can't deny it. One thing that I did find interesting is our Super Bowl odds, Pat, went from 14 to 1 to 16 to 1 with the win. Now, to me, that's got to be the Patriots and the Chiefs just looking like they're going to be what they were yeah. probably, well, the right? the Patriots went from, I think, 7 to 5. Yeah. So I think anyone who wasn't the Chiefs or the Patriots, even with a win, was like, well... It's like when uh, give me like the golfer who's like thirty to one who's a great golfer, but but but, but Brooks Rory, kept yeah, is in first place. But Brooks just shot a seven under, and it's like, well, it doesn't matter what you are capable of. So I get I get that. Now um, we have problems. We have problems. We have to get our bodies back. Every win we can accumulate until we get our bodies back is an absolute bonus. We have Miami coming up, Houston at home next week. Uh, every game we're favored in, let's find a way to win it, and we'll be fine. If, if Melvin Gordon said he was coming back this week, would you tell him to fucking stay at home and play some more Fortnite? No, because I think, listen, you guys, uh, my opinions are clear. This is a guy that thinks it's, it's, um, is telling everybody it's sunny, but it's pouring outside. We're seeing things two very different Are worlds. you saying that Melvin Gordon is a MAGA guy? I don't know what Melvin Gordon is, but I think if he got new representation, it would it would just expedite things. I don't know what his what his game is now. I don't understand it. Right now, it's probably like Boggle because he's sitting at home, like playing it with his mom. No, but I mean, like I'm 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 biased. I have my personal views. I've given them many times. I think most people, though, who aren't even Charger fans, share my sentiment on the whole thing at this point. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, Tim. What do you make of this game? I think this is a very, very, very dangerous game for the Chargers. Yeah, it's someone else's uh, home opener in the NFL. It's no, a dangerous game. The line is really short. Uh, the Lions played very, very badly. We all got to see it because they were the last 5 o'clock game, so the whole world got to see them finish and play terribly. Uh, it's a short spread. It smells. Uh, it seems like a very, very tough game to take the Lions in. This would be a classic spot where the sharp money will the, – the sharp money will definitely be Lions money. There's no way Oh, it's open uh, – this morning it was a three. It's yeah, already at a two and a half, so it's already gone through that. I think it's going to maybe end up where this Bills-Giants game is. I think it's going to keep sort of coming down yeah. um, like that Carolina game last week versus the Rams, even though it didn't work out for the Sharps uh, that way. I do see the line moving there. 
at this point when it comes to the Chargers, because they have some major deficiencies, um, you could argue. I just like to think that Trent Scott had three bad plays, but can play left tackle. Uh, I just think we have too many A plus players that will find a way to make the play. So, and the NFL, 90% of these games are honestly all decided by about two to three plays, and we've got the game breakers to pull them off. So that's so, why I'm going to take the Chargers, but I wouldn't put it on a ticket. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't bet it. I think. So that's big. why you're picking the Chargers. Because I think the talent is just enough to carry him through. But I think it's a very dangerous game. I wouldn't go near it. And the Lions are very live. Maybe this is just my perception of things, too. But all of a sudden, and this can turn on a dime, I understand that. But we are a very comfortable team in these close games. That we weren't a cut. Like, we are, we're stacking a lot of them. And maybe that's got to go the other way. But we seem to do very well the closer these games have been. So that's going to make it a round of Chargers for everyone, coin included, because I'm going to take them. Last year, I got myself into the situation where I just kept getting too tricky every single week. I'd look at this game. I'd look at it and be like, the Chargers, find a reason. The Chargers are clearly the better team here, but I'm going to pick Detroit because, like Tim said, and this line does seem super fishy, but even last week, I thought that the, I think that the Rams are a good team. I think that the Chiefs are a good team. I'll just take them to cover the non-existent points they're asking you to cover, and boom, they both hit. I think it's the same situation with the Chargers here. Like, I'm not going to be super stunned if Detroit wins this game, but the Chargers should wreck them, shouldn't they? I Listen, I agree with you. The game is in Detroit. Uh, I'll put this out there. If a stranger wants to drive me to and home from the game who lives in the Toronto area, slide in one of my DMs. Just Detroit. We'll start a GoFundMe. We'll get you a. Uh, I don't need trip. anyone's. If I, I don't, I don't need other people's charity to get to a football game. It must uh, be nice. No, I just. I you obviously don't host a podcast. You're just a <laughs> guest on a podcast with your real life monies. Uh, no, listen, I, I, I would accept it, but I'm just saying. Although my wife like gets really creeped out when I throw out these ideas, like maybe I'll like find an internet stranger to take me. <laughs> you haven't watched season two of Mindhunters, have you? No. Yeah, Mindhunter. Mindhunters is a movie with Patrick Stewart from the mid-90s where he runs a boarding school and gets outsmarted by a very savvy kid. But I will say with two kids now, Pat, like if my was like, you could go to Detroit. You would? No, no I, I think I would just rather like eight hours my with my buddies like Watch here than, yeah. than literal. The in-game experience at this point seems like a de- the last place on earth I want to be. I can't. Oh, no, Dignity Health Park would be a fun place to watch a game, I bet. I've been there, and it was, once I was in my seat, it's in a beautiful, uh, intimate setting. Where? At uh, the Carson Stadium? Yeah. I just, I, I've i been to, I can count the number of NFL games that I've been to, like, on one You're hand. You're happy to never go back to I'm happy to, one, to never right? go to an NFL game again. It's yeah. it's brutal, man. I, I care about all the games that I are going on I will also say the way that we were integrated into the NFL is different than probably a lot of people who live with their teams. In that our Sunday NFL experience was always just all watching games, games yeah. and all of them. It was like, so you you know, I understand that other people, their Sunday experience was going to the games, tailgating with family and friends, having an amazing time. Sure. And looking at scoreboards. Yeah. And, like that, and that, growing up in a city without a football team and not actually having a team that I root for specifically is that I'm more interested in both my fantasy team, who I'm gambling on, yeah. and I just enjoy watching a lot of football games. Like if the game, I can't imagine being at an NFL, like I've been to one that just, if you go to a game and the game sucks. 
I don't know. What do you do then? Then you're stuck there. At least I can turn the channel at home or put it on the little TV. And I'm also so fragile that I don't want to... If I, if I go to a game and the Chargers lose, I just need my pillow. I gotta need a five-hour travel home. The most fun I've had going to a game was going tailgating. I was with Tim and our other friend, Tim. We went to Orchard Park for a Buffalo game, and yes. it was great. And the game was horrible. Yeah. It was super cold, but it was fun. And I have no problem. Maybe I would rather go to Orchard Park to see a Bills. Like, that is a different experience whatsoever than almost go to see a Charger game, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like, Tim, when you went to go see the Dolphins, that was Hard Rock Stadium. Beautiful. Uh but it wasn't a real big football atmosphere. It was sort of more of a casual sort of hanging out. It's hot and sunny. Let's go see the Dolphins play sort of sort of game. It wasn't intense in the way that the Bills game was far more intense. I'm not a big fan of going to games either, unless it's like the Super Bowl and my team is there. And then I would crawl over broken glass to be in the stadium. Would I don't you, know if this is just makes us old man glass? takes too. Because I remember like as a kid always wanted to go to games and my dad just being like, it's so much better at home. Maybe. I, I think like as like a child, I think it's an old man takes. I don't think the, there's a whole bunch of like 23 year olds who are like non-affiliated being like, you know what I want to go to? Go to an NFL game this weekend. Yeah. You might have a better chance to find them watching. Now you wouldn't have a better chance to find them watching baseball on TV. That would be impossible. No one under the age of 98 watches baseball. No, they're all, all watching the Fortnite convinced you don't even know what Fortnite is despite talking all that about league it a league stuff i know what it is so you know about Fortnite? you, or you doing, know about league of leagues are you starting a cameo is a aka cameo? league of legends oh right sorry league of legends i'm sorry so you know a lot about it are you doing cameo is that true i don't even know what that is i know that there was a dodge cameo truck once upon a time i, I actually have no idea what cameo is Someone sent the link and I didn't even click on it. I, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> Minnesota Green Bay. I think the Vikings might be the most reverse curse team in all of the league. They're, They're three, trash. They are three point dogs on the road at Green Bay. 44 is the over under. I kind of like the under in this game because I think both these defenses are pretty good. I'm not sure if the Packers offense is any good. They can't block. That's a problem. Someone actually said, has Anthony Barr been reverse cursed into leading the league in sacks this year? I love that. That would not surprise me. That probably has a better chance than Tim's Jameis' MVP idea at this point. I'm taking the Vikings here on the road. I think they win this game outright. I really liked what I saw from their defense. And maybe Atlanta's just not good, or maybe it was a bad spot for them. Either way, there's no real weak links on this defense. Yes, their offensive line isn't good, but I don't know if Green Bay is the team to really take advantage of that. I think that they're much better on the back end than they are up front. And Dalvin Cook looked healthy, and he looked good. He looked real and fantastic, Jeff. I like the Packers. It could be my super lock. Yeah, like you're giving me Rodgers versus Cousins, and it's only a three-point spread yeah. with the Packers at home. This uh, is they sick. have the extra time. Oh, I think the Packers' defense uh, with Coach Pettin, uh and looking at that personnel seems far more attractive. I think the Packers get this one. And it, well, it opened at two and a half, and I wish – it was almost the first question I asked when we walked in, what was a, what was a Packers spread on our page? And the three's kind of a big deal – but I'm not going to walk off it. It might be my no. super lock, but it is a game that I will probably bet. Well, it looks like I'm going to get a game on you, Tim, and the coin in this one with the Vikings. Well, we are we need one on you, so it works out well. Yeah, I'm, I'm delighted to hear it. 
Uh, where, where the I do think last week was a spot for Minnesota. I think the book with that four, it was such a take Atlanta bait job line. I can pat myself on a, on the back because it's the only game on Sunday I got right. <laughs> we're those Vikings. Oh, my God. What an embarrassment. Oh, I'm going to have to shake that off. Do we want to talk more about this game? I'm actually excited to watch this game. Yeah, but I don't have much to say. I mean, it's two pretty reasonable teams, but the Packers have a better is, quarterback. It is and my favorite game of Sunday that doesn't involve my own team. Like, yeah, from an entertainment league sort of outlook. Mm-hmm. Oh, not game. me. I got an, an old AFC rivalry I'm more fired up about on Sunday. Oh, he's big on Oakland this week, outright beating the Chiefs, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. See, oh, when we get there, I'll make that call. New England at Miami. This game opened at 15 and a half. It is now 18 and a half. Yeah, oh, but that's all, that's all steam. Like, do those you know, Pinnacle is taking it off the board. Really? And I don't even know if I was allowed to say yeah, it. You, you say what you say. Uh, but they are sort of known as a um, sharp book, a sharp book that people follow. And someone slimmed in my DM saying that they have friends over there that like they don't know what to do. Does anyone game. know what to do? There's not a number that they've put out there that anyone wants touches Miami with. It feels like it's one of those collegiate games that, that they just leave off the board. Like, I don't know if there's more action on Miami if you set this at 25. I still don't know anyone that wants to take the 25. There's one side of it. There's one case for Miami. One. Is that they always give New England a rough time in That's Miami? That's not even it. It's not even Brady in Miami. It is almost, like I said, this feels like one of those college games where the spread is so big, the books don't even offer it, like SEC versus Sunbelt or yeah. whatever. Well, the coin's taken Miami. I'll tell but, you that right now. with the college angle thing that I said is... Sometimes we see when, you know, Nick Saban plays his old assistant coaches, he doesn't, he misses the cover by half a point or a point. Um, And this is Brian Flores. And I don't know if Nick Saban wants to, uh, no, wow. I don't know if Bill Belichick wants to put a 50 burger up on him. Is the coin gone missing? Yeah, the coin, the coin has gone MIA here. He fell under the table, Tim. And then he fell, it's like when he fell under a drunk. It's like when you drop it between your seat and the car and it goes under like the, the track to move your seat back and forth. Or if you're standing outside on a deck smoking a joint and someone drops the joint and it goes in between the deck, but you can't get it underneath the deck. And then your friend runs out of weed and then he loses his mind. That you doesn't know. sound like a very specific real life story at all. And no, it wasn't me. So no, stop it, making it's not, assumptions. Yeah. Tim, you, know, you know who I'm talking about. Just freaking yeah. out. Well, your listeners might've thought it was me. No, it's not you. <laughs> um, we'll say if, I mean, we're all by double that to get here. The, the Dolphin or Brady's career record in Miami, I believe, is seven and ten. So that, that I mean, that bears that. Like, if you're gonna pick against the Patriots, I guess this would be a spot to do it. But I, I think Jeff's point is also well put. That like, what line could the books make it for people to bet the Dolphin? Which is why I think the books should just, if you know, if they're in the business of making money, they should just let the market pound this game into shape and just keep going as high as they they can. I mean, this is. Still nowhere near like the with the minus twenty seven that the Peyton Manning Broncos laid into the Jaguars several years ago. I mean, we've seen high spreads, but this is by no means the highest. I don't know. I mean, I don't have the guts to pick the Dolphins, although I do think the Dolphins are probably the right side. I'm going to pick the Patriots, but uh, 
I feel like I'm not even being listened to. No, we're Sorry. listening to you. We have our earpiece, and we were just trying to locate yeah. the most valuable member of the team. I couldn't uh, figure I, I out the trajectory the at which it would have bounced. Okay, the Dolphins, and, are, the Dolphins are likely the right side here, but I'm not going to take them. I'm going to take the Patriots because I feel like I just don't. I don't want this game to be 21 nothing, and then I just I've I've set a game on fire. So I wouldn't bet it. I wouldn't go near it. But uh, I think it's a you have. I think you have to bet the Dolphins. Or you have to, uh, or you have to not bet the game. As stupid as it is, but I'm going to take the Patriots on the in the line, and that's it. So it's funny because uh, Tim likes to play pro line, which is one of the, like the most losing things that you can do. This is a game that Tim would put on a pro line, Miami or New England money line. Oh, and I should say, as what? stupid as I mean, this breaks all kinds of rules. Uh, but just give me them as a suicide pick. I don't care. I'll be happy to lose. Actually, they were actually in consideration to be my. Uh... My suicide pick as well. I, I, you know what? I'm picking them, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope I lose. That'd be great. Uh, I'm that taking, would make me so happy. I'm taking Miami 18 and a half. Like you, I'm not, I'm not going to bet this game, but it's a division opponent. Like, can they really be as bad as they were last week? What happens with Antonio Brown in this game? Do they force-feed him touchdowns? Because no. they can? It's not a snap count. I don't think he plays that much. So that means he's going to score like eight touchdowns. It's next week where they really want to use him. I can see it now. This is all just a – anyway. All just a what? Oh, all just a conspiracy against the Jets, and they play them next week. Conspiracy against the Jets? Well, no, but they got they loaded up for that Jets game because they know that's a chance to be able to take a stranglehold on the division. Do Do you know how much of a non-factor the Patriots see the Jets as? They traded bum receivers to the Jets. They traded them DT, who's a a marvelous player. Uh, Well, used to be a marvelous player. He's now a serviceable player. Now, somebody did tweet at me a tweet I sent out back in April where I said, Patriots signing Demarius Thomas and it's <laughs> granny from the Looney Tunes firing money into the fire where it says money to burn. So apparently in April, that was my perspective on the signing. Shocking. But, uh, when the Shocking. Changed, I changed my opinions. And uh, so I've changed my opinion to think that he will be serviceable uh, for the Jets. I mean, I, I understand they have to get as much elite receiving talent around Sam as possible to maximize this window. So I, Receiving talent. Ma- maximize the wind the window to not go 0 and 16 i i i like it I, I have nothing else to say about this game though let's move on i, I feel like which side are you taking jeff there's pick, bad pick side picking miami right now i feel like we're losing because it could be 21 oh yeah absolutely uh, yeah that's why i'm picking the, the patriots because it's only gonna go one way i don't jesus who cares it's a pick you're not betting it just make a pick the Patriots. All right, me and the coin. I gonna, think it's higher. Me and the coin getting another game on you guys here when Miami wins this game. I would be. You, you have no idea how happy that would make me. Oh, they'll yeah. win by one, or they'll lose by one, or something. That's you know that's fine too. Okay, Seattle and Pittsburgh. Here we go. This is a game. I Pittsburgh like this game a lot. Favored by four at home. Forty six and a half is the over under here. I'm gonna wager that Pittsburgh's not as bad as they looked in Week One. I'm just. That might be a hot take. I don't know. But now that they've played a preseason game and now they're 0-1, that they might be – do we see this – we see this game, what, once every four years? Yeah. It's a Super Bowl rematch. It feels like I remember every time that these two teams play. Like, they always play good games against each other. Yeah, Close I mean, games. I remember four years ago, that was the game where Tomlin started screw, screwing around with the two-point conversions and the Steelers didn't cover or something. I remember Morantz right. lost a big bet on that or something. Uh, when it comes down to it, I think these teams are very close. These teams are very even. I don't like that Seattle is playing an East Coast game at 1 o'clock. That could be enough to sway me. But 
I think Pete Carroll's an infinitely better coach than Mike Tomlin is. I don't know if Mike Tomlin is a good coach. I don't know if it's infinitely better. Uh, like, you could say better if you wanted. That's fine. The best coaching move that Mike Tomlin ever made is when he tried to trip Jacoby Jones coming down the sidelines. That was savvy. Other than that, <laughs> he stole that from the Jets with Sal Alosi, Tim. <laughs> but I'm going to take Seattle to cover on the road. All right. Well, I'm going to try to make more games up on you. I'm on Pittsburgh. This is on a short list for potential super locks. This goes back to good teams off the mat. It's another opportunity. Yeah, they can win this game and not cover, though. Seattle coming the other way. Uh, cross country, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is going to take this thing by double digits. Okay, uh, Tim. The coin Not near, is, after getting embarrassed too so on national TV. The coin is taking Seattle on. in this spot. Do you think that playing the Bengals, who were not good, very close in Week One at home in a game that they were just expo- expected to route, actually kind of keeps their their blinders up, like they really need to come out and actually make a statement in this game? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think there's going to be a ton of points scored in this game. I think the over of 46 and a half is the way I would play it. I think uh, on the Steelers side, they're going to get going. I think Connor's a big day. I think Juju has a really big day. I think the Steelers play well. But on the other side, I think the Seahawks are the better team. And if you're going to give me four, that lets me tease all the way through 10. So this is the third end of a free money parlay. We'll take the Seahawks up to 11. Seahawks up to 11. All right. So you're taking the Seahawks against the spread as well? I am indeed. I think they're slightly better than the Steelers. Steelers could win close, of course, but uh, I kind of like the Hawks here. Can I just go off the map for a second? Go for it. Because last week I brought up, having listened to the Cuss Corner, about his um, VCR um, expertise. Yes. And I caught the clip of Tim claiming that he's never experienced, like, the balsamic vinegar. (laughs) Well, I, I did now. Hold on a second. That you'd never like been somewhere with it? No, not before uh, a few weeks okay. ago. No. So this is this is. I don't. I don't mean to like railroad you here. And I listen. What is this show if not railroading? Tip? Okay. <laughs> I I am. I guess. I've been to nice restaurants. I've been to like even nicer than nice restaurants. I've been to well, we know, low grade. You don't need the people's charity to yeah. eat at your no, eight hundred plate of dinners. That park place is where Jeff eats. <laughs> listen i've been to a place like i've been i've had meals at a place like park place i'm just saying this is not like a normal my point being is what sort of low rung places have like this is something they would have at like east side mario's yes well, they don't oh that's my point they have the breadsticks which are delicious no, my, my point is like what sort of low rung establishments have you been going to your whole life like like it's not even a fancy thing no it's, it's, it's just the a, first it's time just you've a been, thing yeah, it's almost like in 2019 it's like salt oh like it's maybe that's mo- such an elitist thing to say i see i disagree i any like italian place that i've ever been to that serves you bread even some non-italian places it's like just if you get served bread so, at Italian place, it's a ninety-nine percent hit rate that you're getting the balsamic so, vinegar. Sorry, and places- I've been to Pizza Delight where they have your own <laughs> your own bread station. Like they're masters at bread. There's no balsamic and vinegar to mix in there. If they haven't got it there, where like bread is like one of their main things, and the other Italian places that I've been to, like Olive Garden or East Side Maris, they don't. <laughs> I can't continue because you're laughing at me. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, other than I think that it's far more elitist than you think it is to have grilled bread with balsamic vinegar and olive oil mixed together. I think that is, again, a very bougie way. And as a man of the people, I these are not experiences that I had. 
Uh, See, so I think you're went- proving my point when you when you point out the places you go that don't have it. That lines up with everything I said. Now I'm only bringing it up because you put yourself out there as some like experienced super taster is what he calls himself. Like there's someone that is like, um, yeah, like just has a lot of information, but really you're working with way less. Like you are incredibly smart, but the things that you don't know are freaking amazing. I mean, I I only know what I've experienced and what I have. I've seen. I know, but you sell yourself as like uh, as this omnipresent like, like person of information, like an average Joe and a man of the world who has uh, you know. No, because a man of the world doesn't just experience a restaurant pizza, with pizza delight with with balsamic <laughs> and vinegar. At the table, like for the first time in his mid thirties, they're bread experts. I don't know why you're looking down your nose at that. Like they're bread experts; they know what they're doing. Uh, I love bread. I don't look at, like I don't. I can't ditch bread. All this no car. Like that's a pro. I can't. Grant can fluctuate. Drop some. Uh, get rid of soda. I'm losing some weight, but but I can't drop. You're the off the cam diet. Eight sodas a day. No, you know, just like any soda. Like outside of needing it, maybe with a cheeseburger or some Crown Royal. I no more soda. I made see. I don't. I don't really drink uh, like liquor all that often. I'm more of a beerman or a wineman uh, myself. But I have started doing that if I'm going to drink because I, I am on the you know keep the carbs down, keep the cows down. You know I'm on camera every single day. Got to keep slim here, Jeff. Well, um, DC there's no cows. It also doesn't have liquor in it. And it doesn't what? taste good. When like I I don't drink rum. I uh, I haven't been punched in the face since I stopped drinking rum. So I'm not going to go back to drinking rum. But, I, Tim, I actually got on your bandwagon. I enjoy a nice Perrier and vodka with a lemon wedge in it now. It's delicious. You know what? That probably is It's good. really delicious. Never tried it. sounds way too much like that White Claw and, stuff. And I'm, I'm not like, going to... Oh, yeah. Tim's been railing on White Claw. White Claw's not available in Canada. He's never had it. He's never tried it. He and just... I don't need to. No, I don't like it. What? What? I brought it up to him, and he... What teed him off about it, though? He gets triggered by so much. Who knows? It's just like this new drink that people are enjoying, so he assumes it's some like new age fad, but it's really just something that's existed forever that someone finally decided to can up. People from all ages really seem to enjoy it. Like I said, you can imagine some you know hipster with their opera glasses in line to go to TIFF. Okay, hold on a second. The only person who wears ridiculous glasses is you when you wear your fake reading glasses when you give speeches. First, they're not fake. They're magnifiers. When it's dark, you it don't them. need glasses. When it's dark, the magnifiers are. You're indoors. Off. Wait, wait. What are you doing? Going to the cavern, some sex dungeon, and reading a speech? When you're at a place where you're trying to read something and it's rather dark, it can be like that at a restaurant too. At, at, at certain times of day, where it's hard to read, the, the magnifiers help. And you've gone on TV with fake glasses that are completely ostentatious. What are you talking about? Listen, I'm not saying that I am not guilty of dressing like someone who looks super fucking cool, but you're just, you're throwing <laughs> shade at people and you're guilty of it too. No, I, I'm using it to be practical. I'm not doing it to be Oh yeah, that, that, that's practical. Your little glasses so you can read up on a podium? They help. I mean, like I said, I'm not wearing this so I can be seen on eTalk Daily in the lineup to TIFF. What an obscure e-talk no, daily. But it is really annoying that I probably have to walk right through that annoying... Sh- I don't like this part of the city this time of year. Well, we are directly next to the TIFF light box. The epicenter of TIFF is yeah. outside that door. And they, like, block streets. Not just to cars, I understand that. It's annoying and, like, parking lots. Annoying and, like, eight times the price because, you know, there's 
TIF people are coming, so we could charge them whatever. Um, but there are people that people work in the area. There are people that work in the area that aren't going to TIF. They just want to get to where they got to go. But they're even closing the streets for like walking. Like for pedestrian traffic. It's insane. Um, yeah. I just want to point out that all I was trying to do there was show the insane contradiction in your ability to call yourself like the maven of tribune of the people. Uh, yeah. And to have never the experienced tribune. something that was so common and, and whatever. And then tell us like it's good, but everyone you're speaking to has had it when they were a six year old boy out for dinner with their parents at a restaurant. Well, I mean, for those people who live, you know, no, I'm not, no, you don't have to, you see what he's doing? He's trying to frame you as an elitist here, not him. See, Tim, Tim is It's a, not a high grade thing. No, it's, it's just that elite. Like, it's, it's literally a at thing. like very even low end, nice little like fair beyond fairly priced, like mom and pop Italian. Well, Tim would place. never go to that because it's not Olive Garden. I'm just saying no, it's not, Boston, it, like it is not like seen as like a fancy okay, upscale Boston thing. Boston Pizza isn't an Italian place, it's a fucking pub. Well, but it's pizza. It's, it's, it's not even a pub. It's what you would call like an American Okay, so, so they, they serve pizza, so they're an Italian place. So when McDonald's used to serve pizza, they, they were an Italian place? No, but you were getting Italian when you got their pizza. <laughs> you understand my distinction there. There's one more game left here on the early slate. I meant to do that after the early slate. I'm sorry. Cincinnati is favored by one and a half at home against San Francisco in the game of the week. No one cares and no one's going to watch. 45 is the over under. Uh, Mixon questionable with an ankle injury. He may not play. Tevin Coleman's out a few weeks. They promoted Jeff Wilson, but Raheem Mostart. Is Mostart a condiment you're unfamiliar with, Tim? (laughs) Mostart is going to be a good play this week. He looked quite sharp against Tampa when they gave him opportunities. I'll make this short. Uh, I liked the Niners make the playoffs before we started the year. We all despise the Bengals. Uh, I, you know, through one week, the Bengals lost a game. The Niners won a game on the road. I'll take the Niners. Since Tim picked Cincinnati to make the playoffs in March and then recanted that statement, and they looked really good against the Seahawks, Jeff, are we worried that the Bengals may be reverse cursed? Because I have no idea if San Francisco is good or not. I think their defensive line is good. But other than that, I really... Can't tell you much about the team. I'm telling Jimmy you, Jimmy G threw an awful pick. Yeah, and he's that knee is not right. I hate this game. I don't. His knee is like it, that boy. He I, ain't right. I don't want to give it uh, a moment. Back to back East Coast games for the 49ers. This is like a plug my nose though. I got more confidence in just the 49ers finding a way to 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 win the game. Yeah, I think both these teams are. I mean, San Francisco is probably better. Than the Bengals be a are. Beautiful fall morning in but Cincinnati. I'll take the Bengals. Me and the coin are taking the Bengals. I got nothing more to say about that. Tim, the game you're most excited for, Kansas City at Oakland. Oakland wins their final home opener on Monday night. And that we have to just take that game off the board when we're thinking about betting it. Because I mean the world was just on Denver. It was very clear that by kickoffs, like, oh yeah, Oakland's definitely gonna win this by weight. Uh yeah, and I could show you my my receipts from yesterday, even though Denver, even Denver Super Seven, that three points was insane. And you could tell right away, uh, pardon my language, but the Raiders were like hate fucking an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> and the Broncos yeah. were that person. It's interesting. The league did Oakland a good deal of favor by giving them their two arch rivals in their last ever game in Oakland back-to-back to start the year before things start going off the rails, attendance is poor, the fans are becoming disinterested because another leaving. 
you know, the fans at their peak uh, sort of still, you know, the, their their fervor and their 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 passion for the Raiders, Denver and Kansas City back to back. I mean, the, they couldn't have asked for a better uh, start to their season. I think the Chiefs are going to win a very, very close game. I'm talking 27-24, 30-27. Uh, I think the Raiders will acquit themselves quite well. I think not having Hill is going to make a real difference. Uh, yeah, okay, Watkins was able to tear apart uh, the Jaguars, but we all know that Watkins is not as good as Tyreek Hill. I think the Chiefs will be downgraded to a bit. I Playing on that infield is is a real thing too. Like I, I think for guys who are not used to it at all, it can be sort of a learning curve and can be kind of tough. That's an advantage the Raiders bring to bear here. I don't know. It wouldn't shock me actually if Oakland won the game, but I think the Raiders are, are going to cover. tease it. And uh, they are the uh, the final end of a four team mo- uh, free money teaser, where we will take them uh, all the way up. Pat Oakland plus fifteen again teasing against the yeah. Chiefs. Um, give me Kansas City yeah. here. I feel like Oakland shot the they, they were hate fucking their ex girlfriend. They blew their load, and that's the end of them. Yeah. But now they're a bit back to earth. Yeah, yeah, they lost their confidence, and they'll spend the next six Saturday nights like at home alone, playing video games, eating pizza. Yeah, they'll just be on Tinder the entire night, and no one's sure. matching with them. I'm with you. I got this like 38-21 or something, maybe like 42-20. Yeah. I think the Chiefs I, just, yeah, just, the Chiefs will just, score just it will. take care of it. I'm not seeing what Tim is seeing. I will say me and you were, were wrong. Now, I think a lot of things happened to lead us here, but that Oakland local crowd, like they've been galvanized yeah. by that whole thing and being embarrassed um, in like – from a sporting world thing, they were embarrassed beyond, and that came out. That came out in how uh, they played. Who do you hate more, the Raiders or the Chiefs? What's weird is I don't really have, like, they all have their, it Chief, was the Raiders. Chiefs fans forever. get more triggered than Raiders fans. They're more sensitive. Raiders fans are just crazy. Listen, the, I, the Chiefs fans, they're amazing fans. Chief Kingdom, Literally hardcores, even when that team sucks, it's such a great, passionate fan base. But when the Chiefs are good, there's an era of those Midwest folk that, I don't know, they come off a lot different. So it, it's like the arrogance of St. Louis Cardinals fans? Uh, sure. Tim, you know, know what I'm talking about. But I love, listen, Chiefs Kingdom, it's not fair. Any team that has to go there at nighttime and play in primetime, it's a distinct disadvantage. They are They are passionate. I... Look forward to going there to see a game because I won't fear for my safety. I'll eat some great barbecue and we'll have some good football fun. Kansas City barbecue is trash barbecue. Oh, this guy's about Brooklyn barbecue. That's his shtick these days. T- like Tim's hyping never- Brooklyn barbecue is the goat barbecue. Also, Tim has never been to Brooklyn. I don't need to be. Tim has never had any. <laughs> I have had that Heinz Kansas City barbecue sauce, and it is terrible. I'm out on Kansas. Oh my god! See, this is when this is where people think it's a shtick. Carolina barbecue is actually much better, more mustardy. I like that better. The Memphis stuff, man, I could take or leave. But no, Heinz Fifty Seven has these particular flavors of. I'm sure people have seen them of the different city barbecue sauces. And Kansas City's is. And that's how you go about judging the the, the barbecue of a city. Yes, it says Kansas City on the bottle. Of course, it's <laughs> fair to judge it by that. You rule, man. <laughs> uh, um, so Casey, Casey, for me and you, Jeff, the coin and Tim are on Oakland. Yeah, I don't mind going back to that Raiders. Well, 
Lastly, uh, two of my favorite moments from week one had to be the Witten touchdown. And I don't know about you, but if you did not enjoy seeing Tariq Hill get hurt, I don't know what's wrong with you. I always see anyone get hurt. Whether that's I agree, but that guy, that's a different that's a different ball game. Yeah, him. did not feel any empathy whatsoever. Him. No, yeah, karma sucks, pal. Yeah, exactly. Chicago at Denver. This is another later game, obviously. Two and a half. The Broncos are dogs at home. Uh, 40 is the over-under. This feels like you should just blindly take the Bears getting less, like, they, they need to cover, win by a field goal, and they cover the spread. I didn't watch a ton of that Oakland-Denver game. I'm not going to lie to you. It was, it was on a bit late, and I started just writing about golf because I had a golf show to do in the morning. But what was good about them? What, what happened to their good defense? All interjects. No, the defense was horrid. Uh, Von Miller was like on a bye week. It was a real embarrassing performance. I was really looking forward to, well, before the game started, I took the three. My fear was that that, that those edge rushers were just going to wreak havoc. This Vic Fangio defense was going to cause so many problems for this anemic sort of Raider situation. Did you know that knowing Vic Fangio is like being in Italy? <laughs> according, yeah, <laughs> according to yeah, Tim. According to Tim. That being said, even with the, sh- the short week, I think I'm going to go to the Broncos here, Pat. Fangio playing the Bears. Yeah. What I thought we might see last night, I think it all comes. I think it all comes. This is the, And the Bears are going to be feeling it. Denver couldn't protect against the Raiders' pass rush. They have no chance of protecting against Chicago's defense. Uh, Mac is going to ruin this game. I, I think the Broncos are out of it by halftime. The Bears are also on a short list of potential super locks. You know what? I think the Bears were just dead before kickoff. They uh, may have been last uh, week. Sorry, not I, the Bears. I mean the, the Broncos. Oh, well, I thought the Bears were dead before kickoff, too. They had absolutely no life in them. But uh, the Bears on a uh, on a super uh, coming off the, the mini buy, uh, I, I think they do just fine. And I think they rip uh, Denver apart. Yeah, despite being the home opener, the altitude, all those things do work in the favor. And just Fangio knowing the Nagy offense could really throw a wrench into it. But the Bears offense can't be worse than it was in week one. So that's a bonus. But could be the, the long week versus a short week, the better overall team versus the worst overall team. And there's very few circumstances where you can definitively say that Mitch Trubisky is the best quarterback in the game. This is one of those scenarios. So. Uh, I'm just not going to overthink this one. I'm going to go with uh, the coin. I'm going to go with Cust, and I'll take the Bears. You're on yeah. an island. This, this is your game to get back. This is, I'm on an island here, but this is also the one game this week where I've gone against what I said I was doing all down the board, which was the team, the good teams to who were 0 and 1, just to sort of get on it. But I don't know. I'm I'm here for 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 a Bronco bounce back. If Chicago loses, are they finished. Like, are they no. making the playoffs? They have 14 more games left. They're not finished. Someone well, they will, would actually have 14 Someone would be 2-0 and o because the Vi- Vikings and Packers play each other. Unless they tie like they did uh, last year. No, come on. You can't be fair. 0-2 oh, is bad, but desperation. I'll take a tie in that game, by the way. The Texans started 0-3 <laughs> last season and won their division. Yeah, like, but that's because the division. That's because the division is bad. No, but the Colts were good. They were 11 and 5 and made the playoffs. Yeah, like, and, and then they started what? 1 and 5 as well? Yeah, they were horrible. They're like, yeah, like maybe both worse. Both the Texans and Colts started badly and made the playoffs. So now you're 0 and 2, 0 and 3. When you're a good team, you can still recover. Pal, uh, 0 and 3 is dead. Well, the Texans Now you're going into like 10, 8% in the history. Yeah, it's easy. It's just like saying someone's driving down the road and be like, oh, everyone in the car died, but the person who wasn't wearing their seatbelt, therefore you shouldn't wear a seatbelt. I think 0 and 4 is dead. 
Uh, whereas I don't think 0-3 or 0-2. I certainly don't think – I think it's silly to say 0-2. They just have 14 games left. Like if you say your season's over, you can do the last 14 games. You just play yeah, – we're not arguing that, but 0-3, the, the, the Dolphins, math shows the your season is over. Yeah, oh. but that was over before it began. That's a different That's a different thing. 0-3 historically shows you're dead, although the Chargers, I think, came back to win a they division. They were 0-4 in 2008 when they, when they came back. New Orleans at the Rams. Minus two and a half for the Rams at home. 53 is the over-under. There's been a lot of talk about Gurley this week because he didn't score the touchdowns. Malcolm Brown did, but I actually thought Gurley looked kind of good in that game. I think he averaged like seven and a half yards a carry. He had some good bursts, but he was pulling the Arian Foster Jeff before like anyone was going to initiate contact with him downfield. He just ran out of bounds. Smart for preservation purposes. Why not? Didn't think the defense looked very good. No, but this is road outdoor breeze. And uh, I thought the Saints were lucky to win a game. They were not the better team in yesterday. So I'm going to take this, the Rams. You're going to take the Rams here? I am. I, I think the Rams are the better team and they're not even getting the full three. I, uh, I don't like it. I think it, I think everything. I mean, the Saints had a big miracle win on Monday night. Really? It's a miracle. They shouldn't have won the game. And now they're coming to play the team's defending conference champion on the road. And they're, they're not even getting the full three. I, I don't know how you back the Saints against the number. You got to take them on the money line. You can't bet the two and a half. Well, you can bet the two and a half. This is, a, reve- this is, this is a revenge situation for the Saints. That, that's, that's, that's all well and good. The I'm going to take the Saints. I believe this game ends by someone winning it by three points. I wish the line was, you know. But so if that's not. the case, are you just betting them money line then, like Tim said? Uh, yeah, take the spread. Potentially, but I will, I will take the Saints. Uh, they do historically start real sluggish, but uh, I don't know. They gotta, oh, uh, they gotta, they gotta get it back. For a second, I thought they were zero one, and that was going to be part of my case. It felt like that though for about five minutes. Yeah, well, did you see that? Like that? I just worry about the way that McCaffrey was able to pick apart this defense for the Rams. And granted, the Rams were on the road; it was in Carolina. It just feels like Camara is going to do the same thing to them. Eh, they're we'll they're just going to have no answer for him. And no one has an answer for Michael Thomas. I still can't wrap my mind around what happened to the Saints last night. They were just moving, 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 and then not scoring touchdowns. It was really strange. So if the Rams defense wasn't able to slow the Carolina offense, the Saints offense is better than the Carolina offense, so they should be able to move it. I'm, But we know the Rams are a better home team. I'm stuck in a... Stuck Saints in a, are not great outdoors on the road either. They're not bad. Like people talk about. Not, the, no, I said they're not great. Not that they're bad. They're just. All right, not but great. so, so let's I'm say that they're good outdoors on the road. That's still that's still good. Not against the Rams, it isn't. It's not Why? good enough because the Why Rams not? are a good team. You make a compelling case. I'll take the Saints. That's going to be a no bet for me, unless I'm chasing Sunday night football. Philly at Atlanta rematch of last night or last season's opener when Atlanta lost all of its players and the 27 and the playoff game the year and the playoff that. game where both of those last two times these teams have played it has finished with the Falcons being unable to convert on the goal line uh, the Falcons looked abysmal in week one they're one point dogs at home here 51 is the game total I think Atlanta wins yeah if this were a hockey game we would call it a gut check for the Falcons that's for sure <laughs> Because the way they played on Sunday was uh, pitiful uh, and uh, embarrassing. They put up 12 points against the Vikings. The defense did not play well. Like, they have got to play uh, much better uh, in this game. And I'm going to say this right now. Uh, I was very unimpressed with the way Philadelphia played against Washington. 
I thought they should have cleaned the Redskins out. And the way they did not, the way they let the Skins hang around, got down by 17, gave up 27, uh, makes me a little nervous. And I picked the Falcons to make the playoffs. So I think I am obliged to go inside with uh, the Falcons in this game. So I will. The one glaring weakness, I mean, the easiest way to get to Atlanta, as we found out, is just run the ball down their throats. And it doesn't seem like Philly can make up its mind of what it actually wants to do in the backfield. Like, just play Miles Sanders. He looks like your best guy. Like, do we really need to see Darren Sproles get like 10 touches in a game? Well, probably better. Prime time. Probably. This is a primetime game. So, yes, if you're playing Showdown, you probably want to play primetime Darren Sproles here. He'll, he'll return a kick for a touchdown or something. But the way that you can attack the Eagles is just go deep on them. And Atlanta has the horses to go deep every time they drop back. So it's going to hit. It's going to hit a whole bunch. Like, if the Redskins can get behind their defense. That's what case, I mean. Julio and, Jones and uh, those boys should be able to, to feast upon them, too. I think the back end for the Eagles could be a genuine concern going forward. Like a, like a genuine, like bringing their pony concern? I'm, I'm going to take the Eagles. Atlanta can't block. They can't play defense. It. They cannot tackle. Um, now, I, this is not a game that I want to lose a lot of money on on Sunday and then try to make it up on. If that make, Like, I do not yeah. feel I, that I, comfortable I, I, in trying to chase um, a bad Sunday on Philly. But uh, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you Philly wins this game. Yeah, I feel like I feel that I actually have a bit more confidence Atlanta wins than I do on any side of that New Orleans and Rams game. But it's Sunday nighters should be should be a fun one. Yeah, uh, you and the coin both like Philly. Me and Tim like Atlanta. You ready? I've been I am so pumped for this game. The fact that I know Tim makes me even more pumped. But without Tim, I would be hyped. The main event. Of the evening. Do you think people just do you think people just timestamp their way like right here at the start? Most people like can't figure out that there are timestamps, let alone know how to use them, despite the fact that if you click it, it jumps immediately to the game. Like for the NFL one hundred, this is this week's marquee matchup. Tim doesn't know anything. Um, Cleveland. I don't want to use time codes. I'm not Did you hear what he just said? No. It is repeat repeat what you said, because I I interrupted you. The NFL is designating one game a week as sort of like their marquee for NFL 100. Last week was Bears-Packers. This week is Jets-Browns as the 50th anniversary of Monday Night Football and the 100th anniversary of the NFL. This week is our, uh, our week to be recognized. Cleveland at the New York Jets. The Jets are two-and-a-half-point home dogs against the Browns oh, coming off outrageous. a beatdown. 45 is the game total. Since we have last seen the Jets, Tim, they've cut their kicker. They had some D lineman get busted for steroids. Not that he was doing anything else. Uh, And they looked really bad last week. So did the Browns. But let's not pretend like the Jets were running on all gears. (laughs) No, the defense played quite well. Uh, Can't fault them at all. Gave up almost 400 yards. Defense played fine enough. They got a bunch of turnovers. They held Buffalo to 16 points. You do that even some of that most weeks you're going to win. We, we don't hold them at fault. The kicking game killed us. Ultimately, if the kicker can make a field goal and an extra point, we win the game. Like, you know, it, it's that simple. The offense played incredibly conservatively and disappointingly. So Bell played quite well. Uh, Crowder did what I kind of thought he would do. Anderson clearly isn't hundred percent right now. He didn't look his explosive self, but nevertheless, the jets refused uh, to sort of take the car out of second gear which was disappointing. I was kind of hoping that they would Gase play this way too close to the chest. And I hope that he, when you know, watching tape this week, he realizes he let opportunities go, but he, he didn't call a game to maximize uh, Sam's capacity 
to succeed. Like I, I Sam didn't throw any interceptions. He threw one touchdown, no picks. Uh, his completion percentage was okay. Like that, I don't I don't hold him accountable for that game either. I hold the play calling and the special teams. That's what really did us in. But I will say that we lost by a point to a darn good team, perhaps the best defense in the NFL. I'm not happy about it. We were up 16-0. We should have won the game. It was deeply saddening that we uh, we let – in tennis, they would say you had the game on your racket, and then we did, and we let it go. But it's another thing for a team that had crowned itself like Napoleon in the, in the cathedral, uh, you know, crowning himself emperor. It's another thing for a team – like the Browns, who crowned themselves NFL champions before the season began to lose by 30 points at home and play the exact game that we, that those, I feel really bad for their fans because it's not the fans' fault that they were super excited for the season. It was all the experts and all the prognosticators and people like, and players on the Browns team that built up an unfair hype and got their hopes way too high. People having the Browns as the favorite to win this division. People telling us the Browns had the, one of the best quarterbacks in football, that Browns are one of the best offenses in football, that their defense was great. Based on no evidence, based on steam, you know, the, 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 the monster with feet of clay, that's who the Browns are. And they got their doors beaten off. Now, that may be the best thing that could have happened to them because one should hope for them. They that's have been where I wanted to go right there. That, that so loss could be the have, best thing that happens to their season. So like Ebenezer Scrooge, they get a second chance. They get a chance to learn from their mistakes and write the ship. Like that's, we'll see what Freddie kitchens is as a head coach and what that offense is made of. And that this week, this is a very, very, very big test for them because if they can bounce back, that will say something about the sort of fortitude they have as a franchise. If they lose again, this team might not win three games. This might really unravel quickly. Kitchens did not have a control of that team. There was a lot of people who doubted why he ought to have been hired. Uh, people who thought oh, he's, he's an offensive wizard, blah, blah, blah. Well, again, that's not really what you're looking for so much in a head coach. That's an aspect. It's not the only thing. Like being able to be a leader of men matters too. He certainly did not lead his team well last week. But I refuse to overreact from one game. It is one game. I thought this team was about a 500 team to start the year. I still think they have the talent to be there, but this is a big test. If they lose this game, things could go, you know, they lose them. They get blown at week one. They lose a primetime game week two. It could go really, really, really ugly for Cleveland, for their fans and for the team. I said they could completely implode. That is now on the table. So it is by far the most interesting game of the week because of the storylines. But uh, the, the Brown struggle certainly helped that. That's sort of what I have to say. This game comes down to is – if Baker's wrist isn't like, Oh, his wrist is fine. Okay. So last year when I was telling you that Sam Darnold was terrible, he was hurt. It wasn't his fault, but now, now Baker has a a hurt wrist on his throwing hand. And all of a sudden that doesn't matter anymore. Sam missed games. Baker was playing poorly before that. Like, I mean, Baker threw three of the picks in the fourth quarter. And I will say his response was a very poor one when said, Oh, well, they're going to throw garbage. And I'm glad that's like, that is again, immature that is not the thing you want an nfl quarterback to say you want to say we played badly we own it you want him to say i played badly i played terribly and i'm going to play better next time and i'm sorry that i played that way well, why why, why didn't sam darnold come out and say i'm horrible after that bills game because he is mm-hmm. my point stands that I mean, everything i thought about the browns was verified in that week but it was almost too much like, i think they're even i think they're better than they were last week but my goodness. I mean, you can see the storm clouds forming on Lake Erie around that team. And uh, it, it could, I don't really want it to go that poorly because I have nothing against Brown's fans. Like, I mean, they put up with a lot of heartache. 
but they hopefully have tempered their expectations that, you know what, this might not be the team that way too many people without any real case evidence built them up to be. Uh, so Jeff, you're going to kind of be the tiebreaker. I'm taking Cleveland here. I'm going to gamble that Baker's wrist is at least 30%. And that's probably good <laughs> enough to beat the jets. Cause the jets are one of the worst teams in football, Cleveland, even if they are like a 500 esque team, they should win this game on the road. So I like Cleveland in this spot better. What do you think's better for the show? I think better a, for the show, a blowout is good for this show, which blowout either Cleveland? way. Yeah. always. E- either way. The blowout is good. <coughs> I wish I was getting the full three. I got to not really agree with him, but I think the Jets got this game. What did the Jets show you last week? Besides that, they're <laughs> poorly coached and probably not very good. If CJ, Mo- no, if CJ, great, Mo- they had a great defense. Do they? If CJ Mosley yeah. plays, I will bet. I will bet the Jets. If CJ Mosley plays, so you're taking the Jets. I, I'm the only do, one on Browns I, Island I gotta, here. Oh, I, gotta, I like this. I got to just tell you, the Browns, and I mentioned, you know, the fact Tim's that all these Tim's talking about getting Demarius they, Thomas. They had all these like, prime Demarius like, Thomas is a good player. He'll be fine. Shut up. Stop. No, he's not. <laughs> I'm not He has the most the, catches in a Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? He had him with that, and Adam Gase was the OC then. <laughs> This okay. is the, this is where Tim Season's at with but the Jets I'm not, already. I'm not there. I'm in my own place, independent of all of it. And I do agree with some of the things he said as it pertains to the Browns. So this is I'll only this is only about the Browns. We're not even going to talk about the Jets. No, I really good. like the Jets. I like the Jets. I like the Jets. They have the worst quarterback in football. That maybe is a, of all time. You're so wrong. I'm not. And that's for the show. And they I know might you actively be playing him. To get the number one pick. No, like, I want to bet with me this week about who would have a better fantasy week. Like, I, I want to say. Yeah, yeah you're, you're Cle- right. I, I did lose a bet to Tim. I bet Darnold versus Baker uh, fantasy points. Baker committed, what, four turnovers and lost by half a point? <laughs> the Cleveland Browns are in one of the worst situations in the history of football. Now, let me explain. When you get the hype that Cleveland has gotten without like actually doing something. Now I'm not pick because again, going into the year, I want to see it go either way. If they start 0 and 2, I'll be cheering for 0 and 5. You feel me? Yeah. They get I, to I, 1 I and you. 1, I'll be cheering for them to get 5 and 1. Because I, I think a both extremes for the Browns is really humorous based on the offseason talk. But to be in the situation they've are they are in, having accomplished nothing, and then you've accomplished nothing and the season starts and it's pretty clear one thing's happening. You are not the hunter. You are the hunted. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers should be the hunted. But no, it's you. But we didn't have the same sort of talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers who lost 33-3 to either. My point being is like their franchise, they've accomplished things. The players on that team, they're amazing players on the Browns. That roster is stacked. And if it goes sideways, people deserve to be blamed because there's too much talent on that team. But I think it, it can be combustible. My point, though, I, I will die on the hill of when you don't accomplish anything and, and you're not even the hunter, that's not a good situation to be. Okay, so besides my trolling on Tim on this one, here's the key to this. Now, Baker's health is the primary key to it. If he's banged up, that's not good news for them whatsoever. They need to be a little bit more disciplined than last week, I think, because they start committing almost 200 yards and penalties. That's not going to go their way either. But their pass rush... We saw, Tim, you can even admit, the Jets' offensive line is not good. It certainly did not play well last week. They have good players. They played very poorly last week. 
That and sounds like me answering a question about the Chargers. Yes. Yeah. So the Cleveland should be able to put Sam Darnold under duress once again. Maybe he'll have to consult his therapy peacock on the sidelines because he's too triggered by people entering his safe space. That's what I assume happens. But on the other side, the Jets can't cover anybody. They were giving up passing yards left and right to the Bills. And last year, they were the worst team at covering wide receivers. Now, they did address some of those issues. Maybe Mosley is a key to this. But even if he's not 100%, this isn't the Bills wide receiving core coming at you with Josh Allen under center. It's Baker and Odell and Njoku and even Hollywood Higgins out there and Jarvis Landry that it's going to be tough to cover all these guys. These guys get behind your defense, and the Jets have no answer for that. There is so much pressure for a week two game on the Browns. And I think on the last, like the Jets are like, well, it's really, really important for us. Like the, I would argue the pressure is equal on the Chicago bears, but the, the Browns and the bears, boy, oh boy, do they got to go on the road this week and find and find it. But how is it one of these situations where you think that you thought that Cleveland would be a good team? Yeah. Bounce back. Yeah. And now they play a bad team, but I also like the Jets, a Jets is a home underdog at home. Yeah, I mean, I think the Browns are so combustible. I I agree with you that they are combustible, but they're a more talented team. Yes, significant. I don't know why they couldn't get to a they couldn't get to Mariota when 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 shit. What's his name? Not is it Conklin? Uh, Lewin is suspended. They got a guard who couldn't play. They couldn't do anything against that O line. I know it's week one. I don't want to make overreactions, but I don't want to overreact to the Jets playing poorly either. And 10 days ago, if you asked me who I was going to pick to this game, I'd pick the Jets. All right. And part of that is probably in my own personal, like, I'm picking the Jets because I believe in eight years, Darnold will be seen as the better of these two quarterbacks. He might be starting in the XF. Now, the difference between me and Tim is I I had that opinion far way before Tim did. So, Tim, you had them going 12-4 and to begin the year. 11-5. and They've already lost one of the games that you said they'd win. What's the record now? 11-5. What's the record now? 11 and 5. I'm not changing my opinion. We'll probably steal one from somewhere else. The Raider game. Yeah, they're going to give yourself that Raider game back, man. No, if anything, I feel worse about that. That Raiders team is going to be a dark horse (laughs) contender for the playoffs. You watch that. The the Antonio Brown stuff will have a a rallying effect on that franchise. Remember, I said that. Do you want us to actually remember you said that? Because all the other stuff that you put the suffix of, remember, I said that, is all stuff you don't want people to remember. But he just made a comment that is like a very common narrative at this point. But that Oakland is just playing fuck you mode and going to make the playoffs? That is not common. No, I mean, no. But I, I think they're s- going to be competitive. Whatever. What does that mean? That they go 2-14 and 14 but lose a lot of close games? No, I mean, any Oakland success this year will be framed as a... Oh, yeah. That sort of was my point. Not okay. that they will pull that off. So Cleveland for me... The Jets for you three. Coin, what are you doing to me here? You're supposed to be on my side. I Listen, I did not take a week 16 strategy to get my games back, but I think me and you might be on the same page in like two of them. Well, you're, a, you're not riding a heater, so I got to go opposite you. That's very <laughs> true. But I, I, me and Tim are actually on a lot of the same games here this week. I don't love that. Super locks of the week. I had it narrowed down to two. I'm one and oh. I'm feeling myself a little bit here. It came down to Jeff. The Bills... In the Jags, I'm taking the Bills minus one and a half at the Giants is my super lock. What's your other one? Jags would have been plus eight and a half. Because even last week, your other lean was the Colts, and that would have I took two. the Colts last week. Oh, I thought you went with their... Oh, never mind. No, the Colts plus six and a half is my super lock last week. Tim, what's your super lock? It's between the Redskins and the... The Raiders. Say the Raiders. 
and the Raiders. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, give I me the silver and black. Oakland super lock against Kansas City, getting eight and a, getting a solid eight points at home. See, everything is connected to something else. Is his thing to go against Kansas City all part of the plan? Where in his mind, the Chargers have to win the division, so he has to find these games. Yes, like he's forcing it. Is sort of like my point. No, yeah. I, I I said nice things about the Raiders all season. Oh, and I think that, the Chiefs, that's that's true. He, he I, has. I just think that I think the Raiders are a team that should cover here at home. Their last ever home game against an arch rival. I like kind of like the spot. Okay, I'm going to tell you. I've narrowed it down to two games, and it is the Packers and the Steelers. And I'm me, on the other side of both those games. Yeah, you are. I'm going to take the Steelers. Steelers minus four at home. Yeah, against the Seahawks. Survivor picks. We're all still alive. Like I mentioned, this is the first time in three years that we've all made it to week. Like the three of us as a collection have made it to week two. We may have done it last year. I don't quite no, know. No, I lost no, week we one last year. Lost, we both lost week one last year. Yep. Uh, so, Tim, you said you're taking New England. I'm also taking New England. I'll burn them here. I don't care. I don't feel good about any other, like, overall win. Jeff? Yeah, I don't want to take Baltimore. I'm, I'll take New England and just whatever, bag it. All right, so we're all going to be like out. the NCAA tournament. Survive in advance. Free money teaser of the week. Seven-point teaser for Tim. Tell me if I got this right. Indianapolis plus 10. Jacksonville plus 15 and a half. Seattle plus 15 or plus 11. Oakland plus 15. That, sir, is uh, worth a couple of farms. Is has it actually ever, worth a couple of farms has or is he ever, even money? Has he ever taken the dog like on his whole sheet? Plus 200. And so it's two to one? Yeah. Right. What horrible value. What? Just teasers. Yeah, teasers aren't great. And they always yeah, lose. Three you got it. Like in the end, you still got to sweat these games. They're called teasers. Yeah. You, I would be, I would win so much more. I would actually be profitable betting football if I didn't play teasers and parlays. Straight up. Yeah. If I just bet like a game a week and played a whole bunch. I've been killing props so far. Teasers, I, that, they call it a teaser. You look, any teaser on paper. I, I don't looks love this appealing. one looking at it. <laughs> Oh, I'm not even, well, fine, fair enough, but. You know <laughs> Tim has managed to construct teasers that you look at them and you're like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, okay. All right, he'll do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Jeff Feinberg, check him out on Twitter, at G Feinberg. I can't wait 17. for Monday night. I talked to, you talked over your Twitter handle. Wasn't looking at the screen. That's all I know. <laughs> Have you actively tried not to look at it today? I don't think I looked at it once. He's, he's been excellent today. Paul says you've been excellent. Although sometimes I do like to see the graphic. And then I get caught looking because I'm like looking at the TV. Okay, it, okay when you're coming out of the graphic. graphic and you're doing this, but you're also doing this at the same time. Well, I'm always you're not looking at the graphic. That. I'm always doing that. <laughs> all right. Paul, you can follow on Twitter at Paul Shag. The coin, someone's running a coin Twitter account now. I've seen it. Claiming the coin watches all the games, which, you know, I kind of believe. Um, and me, at the PME on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're looking for the cheat sheet for this show, it'll be up on my Facebook page on Wednesday morning. You can just find just the entire sheet. It's also in all my columns up on DKPlaybook.com as well. Hit the description for the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League, and that'll do it, I suppose I should think. Tim and August. That is not my name. For being on the line, 
today. Thank you, sir. Thank you. What's going on? Are you getting a Hummer there in the background? That was going on a couple times in this show. It's yeah, like a bunch of motorcyclists driving by my house for some reason, and I don't know why. Did you live by a road? Possibly. And now people are all amped up. They survived the hurricane. Now they're living dangerously. Yeah, well, Nietzsche says the secret to living life is uh, to, or enjoying life is to live dangerously. So. Wow, great. Thanks. How come you don't do that? I, I live dangerously in my own ways. Can you please explain that to me? Is it taking is it taking the Raiders every week? Is that your example of living dangerously? I being a Jets fan is uh, injurious to my health. Oh, I mean, I suppose that's probably true. Uh, help us get to 15 million downloads by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the audio podcast for the Pat Mayo Experience. Five stars, DraftKings handles something nice about the show, and download those other shows that you don't even give a shit about, and then just delete them as soon as it's over. Tim, would you do that for me? I have my phone set to just download new stuff when the Wi-Fi data is connected. So like whatever your show is, it downloads. Nice. See, Tim, Tim is not a part of the problem on this one. So hopefully you people out there will not be a part of the problem. Be a part of the solution. Help the Pat Mayo experience get to 15 million downloads for the year. And I want to thank you all for watching. Good luck with your bets and wagers. I'll be back on Thursday with the DraftKings preview. I'll be back on Friday with an injury update. And Tim, myself, and Gary will be live 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning to talk about all the games and answer all your questions. Until then, I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.